Hey everybody, this is Hyper cutting in before we actually get going to say that this particular episode has a certain content warning. Uh, this episode features an overwhelming amount of ants. And if you want to know exactly when the sequences with the ants are happening and when they stop, you can find those in the show notes down below. Thank you, and now, on to the episode. Hello. We're glad to see you make your way back here. It's been a hard time since we last met. Unpredictable weather, huh? At least it hasn't been raining, but uh, the clouds have been lingering over the town for so long, it's hard to remember when the last time you even saw the sun was. But all those problems can be put aside, because it's new comic book day, and you are wandering into Wally's wild world of words and whimsy. Enjoying the weather, huh? Wally says as you enter. Enjoy it while you can. They say we're getting some big storms coming. Tell your family to be ready in case we get a power outage or two. Anyway, we got all the new stuff on the usual wall, buddy. And so, you go and see what new art has hit the shelves. You see the newest issue of Steamroller, where the crisis custodian is skating along baseball bat in hand, preparing to battle a legion of villainous baseball players in defense of the last light lanterns. You see the continuing adventures of Metroline, as she seems to be magnetically riding a dumpster through the sky, headlong towards some kind of scrap metal dragon crawling up Serpent's Pass. There's a new issue of the special event that Last Light is doing this year, War Between Worlds, which now sees the famous knight-errant for hire known as the Free Lancer, as they are marching up a hill alongside the doomed apocalyptic marine known as Hellscape. There's even a new first issue of the series Junk Heroes, starring the pyrokinetic robot F-143, a.k.a. Fire, and the mechanical sorcerer, her brother, G2. But your focus now moves to the latest piece that you're after. The new issue of Ryder Unlimited. The cover depicts Ryder, viewed from the back. She carries her helmet under her arm. Her scarf billows into the breeze. She stands atop a building. Silhouettes of flying people move through golden sunset skies, and the traffic piles up into an effervescent pattern of red and silver lights. When you hold the entire composition far enough away, you get the full view of that beautiful cityscape that she looks out on, with buildings and windows reflecting that golden orange hue. But at some angles, it looks like Ryder is surrounded by an inferno she cannot tame alone. This is Ryder Unlimited number six. Last Light City, Hell on Earth. And so, you turn the page, and you find...
assume that I read the intro uh, and that the, I've already mentioned the cover and what today's title is. And we turn the page and we find ourselves back in the late 80s. Danny. Hello. You are. <laughs> what? Hello. Sorry. I needed, to reco- I needed to recover from that cover that you just read. Thank you. I'm aware. It was uh, breathtaking. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. I worked very hard on it. Uh, you are Victoria Nichols, a.k.a. Red Nitro. But you're not Red Nitro right now. You are with one of the other members of your team, uh, Justine Ushanina, a white girl who has surrounding her right now several, many fruit punch milkshakes. You are chilling at the Surf and Sun Juice Bar in the middle of conversation as uh, Justine in her bright yellow uh, polo shirt and attire is like punching at the air and speaking quietly obviously because the two of you are supposed to have secret identities but still she's punching the air excitedly and she's just like did you see how I took down that, that Venus flytrap thing? God oh man yeah, I had no. Yeah, I had never even thought of using a dude using a dude as a, like a weapon like that. Where'd you even think of that? Continues punching the air. I, 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 uh, I mean, I saw the way that that Vic was grabbing stuff, and I was just like, I mean, I mean, if he can do it, even if he, I mean, you know, gestures. I mean, I guess you know he's got he has super strength or whatever. But I was like, I mean, I I work out. I could do that too, and then I just. I just decided to grab one of those guys and just start swinging, you know? It turned out to be just the ticket, too. Because I was like, ah, oh, foolish rangers, you can't pierce my invincible outside. And then they're like, well, what about your vulnerable inside? And you went, wapow, whoosh, click, whoosh. Wham. She starts, she picks up a metal straw out of her milkshake and starts swinging it around like a sword. She splashes uh, milkshake everywhere. I do, I'm doing the same. I'm not helping. <laughs> oh god ah, ah, man and she kind of settles back in there's some people who are just like what the fuck you know because they've been splashed by milkshake and she settles back in sorry um, she does not apologize and she is and she just says oh man do you think they're ever gonna get stronger because I've been I've been waiting you know uh, Gordon keeps saying that they're gonna that you know they're supposed to be really powerful it just, it just has not happened yet uh, you know, they're, yeah, you know, they're probably testing us, you know, making, sh- you know, punches, punching air. They're underestimating us. And she shakes her head. I just, I just, every time they would go out there, you know, I'm just, I'm getting, I'm getting more and more jonesing for a real, an actual fight. You know, I really want to see what I can do with this stuff. Well, you know, well, well, you know, you know, Gordon always says, when it's, when it's time, time to, to be tested, tested the, the test, test will arrive. arrive. <laughs> so I'm sure you'll get your chance. Yeah, I guess, I guess. I don't know. I just... Mm, I just I'm just, just waiting for that weird space witch to come on down and just let me start punching her. Uh, you know, let me see how strong she really is, right? Yeah, as uh, Victoria just kind of leads forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't be lying if I hadn't set, thought the same. I mean, ever since the bee appeared during during midterms ugh. ugh do you think Penelope's ever gonna live down that bee 
No. Good. <laughs> Can't we should say give her good. shit about it forever. Can't say that. <laughs> I can and I will. You know, like playful punch on the shoulder. She holds up. She holds up a hand as though she's shielding it mid-fight. There's nothing you can do to hurt me. My power is regeneration. Uh, my power is determination. I pull out the metal straw from my smooth. <laughs> you start. You start swinging at her, and she just keeps holding out her arm, defending against it like she has a shield. And this goes on until um, some. I imagine the person who runs this place uh, just grabs me by the shoulder and just points me to the mess I made. <laughs> fucking uh, objective, like uh, fucking unironically uh, correct. Um, as yeah, as you're swinging it at Justine and making more and more of this mess, Victoria, uh, you feel hands like come onto your shoulders and <laughs> turning you around. You see the large, uh, you know, he's, I say large, he's tall, really, is what he is, like, an exceptionally tall, uh, dude, kind of lanky, white-skinned, uh, and with, like, a perm, a very well-maintained perm, uh, wearing very, like, California surfer gear, this dude's, like, like a 30 or so, and you know him to be Dominic, the guy who runs the, the Surf and Sun Juice Bar, I also just imagined the shortest shorts imaginable. Oh, correct. The shortest he can legally get away with because, uh, man, how do you guys how do you guys live in in this? It's so hot out here. It's fall. It's so hot. Where are you from? And yeah, and he turns you around and just says, "Victoria, bro." Uh oh. <laughs> and she and he, and he points you towards uh the mess that you've been making as she sighs it says ah, mop still in the third closet <laughs> mop is still in the third closet bro and i go to the closet and there's like the briefest thought of i'm gonna open this door and this mop's gonna be a rubber suit like you see the hesitation like in a more dramatic panel this would be like building tension to a horror to a horror Honey. scene and she's like I'm just gonna wait a moment. I and she pulls open the door. <laughs> you pull open the door. A mop gently falls out from the force with which you used to pull open the door. It is otherwise empty. And I pick up the mop. I sp spiral. I uh, do like a quick spiral as if I am Maka wielding soul as I as I get into position and just says, "Quit being so paranoid, Vicky." As if I'm like quoting someone talking to me, and I get to work, and I start getting to work. Nods. For a brief moment, we cut away to where else but Mars, where we see in a very ornately uh, like white, gold, and green dressed uh, woman looking through some kind of she's looking through binoculars, uh, and we see in the binoculars that she's looking at you. And she just says, 
So, these wielders like to clean up messes, do they? Well, I'll give them a mess. And then holds up a hand, and there's a little lightning strike that emerges from her hand. And after a couple of seconds while you're mopping, uh, you just hear somebody run inside. That somebody, um, girl, uh, dressed in all purple that you recognize as your fellow team member, Penelope, who just, like, slides into the door of the Surf and Sun and uh, loudly declares uh, for everybody... We gotta get out of here, everybody. A, a, a pile of trash just got fused with some kind of gecko. Go, go, go. And people, people look out and they see uh, they see Garbo Gecko starting to do shit and, uh, you know, trashing the place. And they immediately are just like, oh, we gotta go. And everyone starts uh, stampeding while, the mem- while your wielder team starts moving out the other exit so that they can subtly morph. As, uh, you know, as I, as of course I get, as of course, you know, she like does the, because she is a character from the 90s, every character from the 90s has this moment, she turns her baseball cap backwards and says, as she just, as she simply remarks, cleaning duty to cleaning duty, it's wheeled in time. You go out the back with your team and, you know, meeting, like running from the opposite direction because they were nearby for literally no reason and doing something that'll be revealed in the B plot, you see, you know. Deacon, the Chinese kid, you know, dressed in his all blue. You see Sparks, black non-binary kid who's dressed in their all black uniform. Uh, and you see Vic, uh, a Hispanic dude who's dressed in his blistering neon pink. And they run from the other side and they and immediately, you know, it's Sparks who speaks up and says, What's happening? Looks like garbage days come early, as I gesture out into the direction where people are running from. Is it change-up time? You know it. As uh, I just described Victoria's outfit a bit, because I think it has been a Victoria, a black uh, black girl, uh, has, like, I think at this, I think she has, like, snake bites, probably. A red, like, Letterman, red baseball cap. Red, like, these annoying red, not-quite jeans, but that's the best way to describe them, with, like, two belt loops. Nodding, nodding. Well, real, real late 80s becoming early 90s uh, aesthetics here. Yeah. She's gonna get a. She's gonna. It's how the readers can tell where where in the flashback we are, you know. And Vic is immediately the one who speaks up as he steps forward because um, it's the thing that he always does. Uh, it's his primary mode of operation. Uh, he steps up because he's always the one that wants to grab his belt buckle and call the morph instead of you for no other reason than the fact that he just wants to. And I think I just sort of get my belt buckle on and say, "Go ahead, Vic. You see me here today." There's an eye shing of pink as he sa- as he just loudly shouts out, Let's change up! And we go through the roll call. He holds out his buckle, and we hear, Pink toe line! And then Deacon holds out uh, his, and he says, Blue propeller! And Justine holds out hers. Yellow overhaul! Sparks holds out theirs. Black fast lane! Penelope holds out hers. Violet turbine! Revving up red nitro! And then, you know, we have the scene of all of you rounding the corner in your full suits, and you see a strange sight. Garbo Gecko, this rubber suit that just showed up seconds ago with the sound of a lightning strike, is frozen solid. Whoa. And a voice speaks out. Oh, do you like my work? (laughs) Well, whoever you are, you certainly put garbage day here on ice. I walk over, I lean on it, like, you know, cool lean. And stepping out from behind uh, Garbo Gecko... 
and like leaning against its shoulder, now helmet close to yours, is this individual who is wearing a very sort of like, it's not too dissimilar from the kind of helmet that you are wearing, but the eyes are a lot like sort of bigger and bugged out rather than sort of the smooth, uh, you know, like helmet visor that you and your team have going on for your helmets. There is the slight sort of antennas off of the helmet that seem to form a V-crest. There's a bodysuit that is this sort of mix and match of a sort of light green and a sort of icy sky blue color and a little bit just kind of gray and black in there and a long flowing icy blue scarf uh, that seems to just be blowing naturally uh, with with the wind that you don't remember being there a second ago. Uh, Leans forward to you and speaks to you and says, well... I do my best to impress. And impress you do. Kind of taps, like, hits with back of knuckles with, you know, hollow sound. Duk, duk. Well, this one's not very impressive, so I got done with it a little faster than I was hoping I would. Oh, don't worry. I mean, give it a moment, I'm sure. The rest of the team, they come kind of wandering over at the same time. Penelope, uh, you know, the violet turbine, steps forward first. and just says, you're being real friendly here. Do you know this one? You know this one, Red? Never met them in my life. Deacon steps forward and says, Who are you? And this helmeted, armored up individual steps like aside and away, revealing sort of the, the whole outfit, makes a very slight bow and says, I've been active in the city for a while now, but this is the first time I finally decided to come and meet this team face to face. I'm the masked rider, Bifrost. The masked rider, huh? Looks like you could be. Looks like you could be a real good ally to us. Holds out hand. Steps forward. I was hoping that maybe we that I could be. Yeah. And she shakes and she shakes your hand, especially since, well, I'm very, very interested in the kind of tech that you and your team are working with. I had to build my own here. Impressive stuff. It looks back to team. What do you say, guys? They're kind of standing there uh, for a moment. Justine speaks up first and says, ah, sure, why not? Um, however, Penelope, always the pragmatist, just says, I'll, I'd like to give it a little bit before we just dive in like that. Let's see what you can do and actually make sure you're all right. And uh, Vicky, always the uh, kind of act, acting with as if this is like a routine to a musical that no one, that no one but her seems to know. Well, like I say, it's only it's only moments before lightning strikes twice, yeah? Guess we'll see it soon. Yeah, I suppose. She turns, looking at the little at the ice sculpture she's left behind. Though I guess uh we should probably deal with this thing real quick, huh? Right. Don't worry. She gestures. It it'll get big after, so you'll you all get a chance to take your swings. Let me handle this part. And she backflips, leaping up to the, like, not the roof of the uh, Surf and Sun Juice Bar, but, like, right up against the lip of it and, like, hits against it and then pushes herself off of it, extending a leg outwards uh, and loudly declaring, Rider, kick! She makes direct contact with this thing and with an explosion that's encased in the ice that shatters everywhere... Garbo Gecko is dispensed with. Soon, moments after, it, it, uh, something, uh, something else stupid occurs, and it immediately gets very big. 
and uh, then I, 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 and you know, backing up, uh, speaking with Penelope. What do we? What do you say we try out the new support, pal? Sure. Why not? Let's get the flourish in here. All right. Let's go, everybody. And as the team starts leaping out, as we have this shot of the, you know, of Garbo Gecko, massive and looming over Last Light City, we turn the page and find ourselves back uh, in the present, the present year of 2019. Yeah, it's a similar shot that we see of the skyline of the city. And in this moment, we are taking a second to just kind of, like, see everything that's here, you know? The skyline of Last Light. We see, uh, first things first, of course, the massive and notable uh, lighthouse that is the reason Last Light has its name. As once upon a time, this was the last light that someone would see while coming up a very specific sort of trade route up this side of the coastline. <clears throat> that stopped being the case fairly quickly, but the town still reveled in its name and continues to have it. Uh, now we see that lighthouse up and still operational with the big letters over it. It no longer goes by its old name, the Mile, the mile 9 Lighthouse. Now it simply goes by the name The Starfinder. That's pretty good. We see, thanks, I try. We see this one skyscraper uh, with this massive, it's like the outline of a globe. Like if you've ever seen the like Atlas statue that's in, um, yeah, the Atlas statue that's in New York. It's like a very similar kind of design to that. The a, But a large sort of outline of a globe that indicates that this building is the headquarters for the city's most notable newspaper, the Data Daily World. We see uh, this large triangular skyscraper that's that's incredibly flat along one entire side, and I don't mean like in the same way that a triangle, like a triangular building, is flat. I mean like it's flat, like at an angle for an excessive period of time before it plateaus at the top into a triangle. That it, and that is our flat top building. We see the massive lights that fill up uh, this one particular, you know, like, square area, this little section of, of city that's between uh, too many streets, filled to the brim with cars and massive LED billboards and theaters and commercial places and all sorts of stuff. This is Coco Square, known to the locals simply as the light show. We see the massive, like, crystalline skyscraper that, you know, just looks like a lot of crystals almost glow, like growing out of the ground that <clears throat> has the large sign along its front uh, indicating that it is Tamsin Tower with the uh, sort of area directly underneath it being this large uh, like sort of art installation area big raised stage and like a little uh, playground filled with weird scientific uh, perpetual motion toys as Tamsin Tower is also home for the Perpetua Playground or Progress Plaza if you want to call it by its whole thing. We see the massive Pilmasano Clock Tower up on the hills just out, just outside of sort of the main city itself standing high up there with its long since broken clock a historical relic from a bygone age that at this point is known for the fact that it houses a magician and little else the big sentinel square with its massive four arches on all of its entrances this huge park that fills up the that fills up the entire center of the city that we know it to be uh, halcyon memorial park a massive radio tower sticks out of an otherwise fairly squat and small uh, brick building 
another relic from a different er- from a different era, but it is notable for its massive like significance to the city and the big sign on the on the outside that say the Hall Notes Radio Tower, uh, broadcasting something right now as we speak. We see a you know another massive uh, building, but is that's more notable for this huge lobby area at the bottom and this big golden sign that reads the Bardom Radio Ballroom. A huge, massive man-made lake in another small park here in the downtown area that <clears throat> very clearly looks like it's made out of a crater because it is. Welcome to Crater Park. We pass over Last Light University and we pass over the Ditko School of Art and the Perez Center of the Arts. We find our way into this massive, you know, strangely architectured half water, half concrete uh, building that loudly declares that it is the Hydronian Embassy. And we can just keep on keeping on forward as we see, you know, all of these things out here in the main city as we're pulling out further and further towards the highway where we find you, Ryder. Harmony. You can see the city. You see, like, a lot of these buildings that I've just described, just because they're part of the skyline. They're part of the distance. And, you know, you've just been separated from uh, uh, Pulse and from Spectrum, who told you that they had to go and answer a call somewhere else in the city uh, while you were driving in and said that they would meet up with you again later uh, today to meet by the Hydronian Embassy near the Hydroman Commemorative Boardwalk. And, uh, you know, get you something so that you aren't just going to live on the streets for at least a day once you're over there. They were expecting that you were going to be in the city by now. You were expecting you were going to be in the city by now. But you ended up hitting quite like a traffic jam coming into the city along the along the Gruckner Expressway. And, well, driving forward a while, you know using the fact that you've got a motorcycle to your advantage so that you can cut, you know, because who really cares? You made your way along for a while before you finally made it to right before, like, the actual, like, entrance within, like, the downtown city limits, you know? You're technically in the city already, but you're not in the city, you know? And you see what's causing the traffic jam. There is, first, the first thing you notice are the ants. Lots of them. They're piled over the highway. They're normal-sized ants, but there's so many of them that it's reached this point where it's like cars that you would expect could just kind of like, you know, drive forward and crush over them. They can't. Like, they're they're stuck. The wheels get stuck in the ants because of it. Um, and anywhere that there's not ants, you can see what appears to be sugar everywhere. Standing on top of a throne of sugar that seems to have been spawned out of or created from a car, you see a boy, you know, 17-ish, a teenage a teenage kid who's wearing this, like, uh, I can only describe it as, like, some kind of a tattered rag-looking cape, you know? It, maybe it's, a like, a nice bedsheet that's been transformed into a tattered cape, um, and excessively baggy sweatpants and a t-shirt that has uh, a, like, death metal band's logo on it that you can't read because of the font of the death metal band. <clears throat> and a crown that seems to be made of, like, wood, just, like, carved in, like, a like a shop. It looks nice, in fairness. And the kid himself, this pale kid with kind of greasy long hair uh, and 
a very patchy mustache and little else is sat atop this uh, thing of sugar and nearby him is a individual dressed entirely in a in like a purple like jester's outfit like purple and black jester's outfit and a like red mask over the front that blocks off any kind of identifying features who's playing this flute uh, that is shaped very much like some kind of like mosquito and he's like blowing into the like you know the little sucker of the mosquito and seems to be commanding these ants um, as we get some text um, for the person playing the music that introduces the big comic book text um, this is Piper Pierre and S sitting atop his throne he doesn't wait for the text he just uh announces himself and just says that's right that's right this i have blocked off the city itself from functioning and soon the city will feel the wrath of weakness <laughs> weakness as i think harmony i think literally just in the background of that panel is where we see harmony who's like at this point, the traffic jam, like, she's had to get off her motorcycle and, like, walk it between the cars. <laughs> fucking, there's, there's ants everywhere. You gotta step on the ants or jump on top of the, like, side of the highway and kind of walk along it. Yeah, I'm just like, and, and she's like, and, you know, like, and she's like looking like, looks at her belt. It's still not charged up. Just, not that she'd need it to, like, but, she, but of only because it's a convenient, quick costume. And she's like, is this really my problem? Or, uh, well, just kind of looking, you know, like when you like, you have to deal with something at work that you don't want, that you're kind of hoping someone else will do first, but no one else is around. Yeah, I feel that. She's kind of like looking around, craning her neck. Like, is there somebody like changing costumes under the freeway right now? You don't see anyone, at least not yet. She's like, uh, she's like, okay, okay. And she's like, what do I, and she goes into her doffel bag like, what do I have to conceal my identity? <laughs> and Hyper, you can say anything and I'll work with it. Let's see, what do you have here? You've got a... <laughs> I, oh man, I did think of something actually. So, looking through... I mean... You've got a... Well, there's the, there's the straps of the duffel bag itself that you could use. There's a... Oh! There, the, there's these candy wrappers, several of them. There's a, your ticket to the International Boxing Hall of Fame. There's a book, the History of the Crisis Custodians that you had in there. She keeps the candy wrappers. She'll need that for the ants. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, she's like, she kind of just weighs the book in her hand, gets a vague feel for how much it, how much it weighs. Nodding. Takes the belt, takes the strap of the bag, uses it to bind the book together. So it doesn't, so it doesn't come apart. And she, and you, you can, and if this were like a video game, like you'd see like how like you would, the camera would go into third person behind her shoulder, and you could see like the arc, and we see the arc visualized as she's like lining up the shot. <laughs> All right. And she's decided to help conceal her identity is that she's like pulled up like the like cuff of her shirt like up over her nose, pulled down her goggles, and is hoping that's enough. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. And she just. And, she, and much like she, if she if she was in a Hitman game, she throws the book in such a way that it kind of spirals and hooks right and to knock weakness off off their throne. 
Alright, you're gonna knock weakness off his throne. Roll me a roll me a directly engage a threat. You are engaging as a as like a normal human being, to be fair, so Yeah. My my modus operandi is to create as much chaos as possible and then just fucking get him. Throw this book at him. You know? That's an eight. I'll take it. Oh, but I'm trying to think what the funny option is. I feel like nothing more hit shows the fact that I am in rock bottom than not picking resistor avoid blows, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny that. I'm going to take their core, take their coordination as weakness falls into the ants, <laughs> and and their team, their their teamwork falls apart because of that. I make an incredibly large nod. <laughs> you fire this book. And it just slams straight into the side of Weakness's head. And he falls over, you know, tumbling off of his little sugar throne headlong into the ants. And he immediately starts going, ah, 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 uh, as Piper Pierre. Uh, he immediately like, <laughs> fucking, he starts playing on his flute of summoning ants and starts going. <laughs> I can't make that bit, actually. I can't, because the thing is actually called the flute of summoning insects. So I actually have to call by its name. Uh... He starts to fuck. He start, uh, Piper Pierre starts playing on his flute of summoning insects to like start making them leave away from weakness as uh, weakness is is you know having like a moment and looks up. He's got the book in hand and he looks around and he says, "Who did that? Who did that? Who who dares fight and challenge weakness?" Uh, cut to me, who is like, I, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think just cut to like my, like the, the backside of my boot as it uh, says, as she says, wasn't much of a fight, but I suppose I could keep throwing the book at you if you're going to keep traffic jammed up like this. And who do you think you are? Me? Yeah, you. Leans down. <clears throat> it just sort of like, does like crouch, like half to like address half because I'm about to jump. I'm just a passing through master rider. And I leap up and I go to just kind of goomba stomp him and like and uh, kick uh, the piper. And cut into that resisting or or avoiding. You leap up and go to try to goomba stomp. And the thing is is I think you you do actually successfully goomba stomp the uh, weakness. I think immediately goes ah and you know kind of tumbles onto the ground. Piper Pierre in response pulls out a second flute. A flute that looks like it's just a dagger because it is, um, and like holds it again and like holds it up and and successful like blocks your boot, kind of cutting into your boot with it to push you back. And as you're like landing, uh, weakness like grabs your shoulder and kind of like pulls you around suddenly, you know, just like abruptly and out of nowhere because he's definitely too scrawny to, to have to have successfully done it. So he just got lucky and you know that this is true. <laughs> and he holds up that brick of a book that you have and you watch as he's like swinging the book like towards your face, but then it just like the book kind of disintegrates as it transforms into sugar. And it's like hits you in the face and like kind of scatters all over you. I've never been so thankful. I've been was I was wearing goggles. Nodding. <laughs> However, you are now covered in sugar alongside all the salt that stains your outfit. And that's when Piper Pierre starts going doodly doodly doo, and the ants, now given a reason to swarm over you, start swarming over you to get that sugar. You suddenly find yourself 
uh, like surrounded in a pile of ants. Like they're like they're supposed to be rope tying you down. They're weirdly strong, and you don't know if that's just because ants in Last Light are this are normally this strong, or if Piper Pier is making them stronger. You don't know. Nodding. Uh, let's see. What can I do with uh, four conditions? What are my options? You do have one team. I do have one team. You can give yourself advantage. You can ask for assistance. You can hope. You know what? I'm gonna take advantage. You're gonna roll three dice? Yeah, why not? Uh, I think what it's gonna be is, uh, I think I just sort of, like, I think I, I throw out to show where my advantage is coming from, is, uh, there, as I go into my pot, I reach into my pocket, and I throw out those candy wrappers that still have the little flecks of candy that ants go crazy for, right? <gasps> and that's how I get myself free. And, um, in that momentary, in that moment of them realizing I had a backup plan, I'm just gonna try and just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> Nodding. Directly engage a threat, yeah. Ah, shit. That's a nine. Right there. Yeah, it sure is. I feel like I know what kind of people these are. I'm going to impress surprise. I'm gonna impress surprise or frighten them. Because I feel like they don't want to stay here and fight somebody who could. They were not prepared for someone like me to show up. I nod largely. Tell me what it looks like, you, you know, fucking kicking their ass to impress, surprise, or frighten them. I think what it is is I'm, you know, my usual, like, moves that I do that I do on, like, on snowflakes. I'm doing, like, basically that, but just, like, <laughs> I grab, like, what, I like, some panels that we get for, like, the wham, bam, pow panels. I think one of them is, like, I think I just head, but I headbutt, um, weakness, just so he gets the full face full of my helmet. Ow! I do a spinning kick. I do a spin kick on the Piper. Oh! And then the final panel is me like, like, like I have both of their heads gripped, and I have bashed their heads together. <laughs> you bash their heads together. Um, weakness goes tumbling down onto the ground. Uh, the only protected from from landing in the ants because of his weird tattered bed. <laughs> fucking his weird tattered like blanket turned uh, red like robes cape thing. Piper Pierre hits the ground uh, after you do that, and the the mask slips off, revealing there's no face under there. <laughs> there it, there's it, like he can't see through my goggles, but they're illustrated for the reader, and I'm just squints. What? <laughs> um, as you squint in confusion, and Piper Pierre, who quickly goes to uh, you know grab his face and leave, um, as he's like. He puts the mask back on, and you hear a, a voice just say, I'm not getting paid enough for this, and starts trying to scramble off the, the side of the Gruckner. However, as you're doing so, you do hear Weakness, who um, it has is bleeding from the nose and is currently terrified, absolutely so, but, is ju- but immediately is just like, yeah, fine. If you want to take down the weakness, I'm then I'm gonna leave you with with something as recompense before I go. And you feel his hands grip against the glory driver, and for just a half second, you feel it's not one of the important bits, but it is like one of the like pieces of metal that's job is to you know be a belt so that it actually clips, you know. Uh, you feel that start to, like, degrade into sugar, falling, uh, just kind of like, frankly, it just kind of starts falling into your pants because where the belt is, is placed. 
However, before <laughs> before you can feel the glory driver be completely turned into sugar, as is this kid's gimmick, you see this like bright, uh, like blue, like whip of energy, kind of like whoosh, down from the sky, and it pulls weakness away and starts like kind of floating him into the air, um, as both simultaneously uh, kind of like dragging him back up and also like floating down you see this like helmeted girl sleek black bodysuit gold accents big yellow like rocket ship symbol on the front and you can see kind of soft uh like white girl face through the visor Uh, she's holding this like weird like laser pistol uh that is is where this like whip has come from and she just says Making a fucking mess again, huh? How weakness? And weakness says, Ah! Rocket girl! My greatest enemy! And she's like, I'm not your greatest enemy. I'm just the one who has to deal with your messes all the time. And she just, like, whips her hand. And it sends, like, the whip going. And then it, she hits a button and it lets go. And you see weakness go, Ah! And he goes tumbling off of the highway um, into the, like, grass below. <laughs> and I think... There is, like, a moment, like, it is there for, like, a single panel. Like, you could see, like, Harmony's face. Like, she doesn't say anything to the effect, but it's, like, illustrated in the way, like, she was getting ready to break that kid's wrists. Naughty. But it fades away in, like, a second as she just simply, as, you know, doing her best to save face and, like, keep her, like, just hold the glory driver in, like, a hand. It's kind of awkward, but she can do it. She says, your dog shit in someone's else, someone else's yard. I cleaned it. Rocket Girl, I was gonna say she lands, she doesn't, there's too many ants around, so she's like kind of hovering in the air, ju- like just above the ground in front of you, and <laughs> she's like, hold on, wait, hold on, wait, hold on, and kind of like f- starts fucking with her helmet, and like pulls her helmet off, uh, you see her face, which you could already see through the visor anyway, but now like her like red hair kind of falls out of it, and she's goes up like reaching into the helmet and she pulls something out and then kind of tucks it into her ears uh, and says sorry sorry the um, my helmet my, my helmet's all fucked um with my hearing aids i gotta get it fixed what was that what'd you say uh nothing just nothing he was holding up traffic and gestures just as that ants i can't deal with that but i i softened him up for you i don't think he's coming back no, no, he'll 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 come back eventually. Not today, probably, but he always does. It's, I think that's actually I think that's actually his superpower. You know, is that he can like she kind of swoops down, like you know. So she's like, you're looking at her feet because her her head is towards the ground as she's like reaching and grabbing something, uh, and then like uses the jetpack to flip back up. Uh, I think his real power is just the fact that he never seems to be able to stay down, no matter how hard we hit him. I hit him. It seems like he's always my problem. She holds out the glory driver to you that you didn't even hear fall off of your body uh, because it landed on it landed in the mass of insects beneath you. I go over and I go to like I don't like rip it out of her hands, but I definitely go to like take it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, no problem. Uh, she gestures to the sugar that's like on the sort of clasping metal. Uh, on the back of it, and it's like, it looks like he looks like he got your shit there. Yeah, a little bit. Sli- yeah, a little bit slipped up. 
didn't realize didn't realize that was his full power. Yeah, it's 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 it is all he has going for him. He turns things into sugar, and for some reason he he can turn things into sugar. Let me stress that things, not other, not people, things. He can turn things into sugar, and he thinks that it means that he's a god. Um, uh, I'm st- hi, uh, Rocket Girl. Holds out hand. Uh, looks at hand. Has like a brief flashback of each person whose hand I shook, and each person who was in danger because of me immediately after. Nothing. Uh. I don't shake hands. Fist bump. Oh, sure. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I've been. I know. I know germaphobes. That's fine. Does so. Um, says, I'm just. I'm just passing through. I guess I gotta find a clasp now, which is annoying. But. Um, well, gestures. I, I'm with. I wouldn't call him my partner, but uh, I keep running into him. But uh, he's there's somebody on the way who's about to clean up the ant situation. I think he was coming here anyway. Um. But once the this ant thing is done, she gestures to her helmet. I have to go to my mechanic and get this thing fixed. Uh, you, you can come with me, and you can probably get a, a, that clasp fixed up and put on real quick. I know someone can get it for you. It doesn't even charge as long as it's as long as it's interesting enough. Looks at belt. Looks at the fact my only source of money is fifty dollars. Well, I definitely would qualify this as interesting. Sure, I'll bite. Red, red. Uh, what's your name, by the way? Or what do you want me to call you? It's look. You kind of look like a hero, so if, you know if you do the secret identity thing, that's fine. I get it. You know. Rider with a Y. Oh, the Y. Rider. I like that mouthfeel. It's nice. Uh, cool. <laughs> it's good to meet you, Rider. I feel like I don't run into enough new heroes around here uh, recently. Although I think that's just my route. Uh, that's just, just uh, I'm starting to ramble. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, here he comes. Uh, and then there's the loud, a loud sloshing of water before uh, you can say anything and before Rocket Girl can, in theory, embarrass herself. Springboarding uh, almost, like a slinky, really. Um, b- b- like, big pile of water from one spot to the next going forward is uh, eventually, like, landing up beside you and Rocket Girl uh, and forming into a six foot eleven water elemental is well i mean you know him already this is uh the former uh primary sidekick to king hydroman of the crisis custodians the prince the crowned prince by the way the crown prince of hydronia hydra boy uh and there's like definitely those panels where like you know i was trying to make eye contact but it just kept getting taller (laughs) (laughs) nuts his eyes are two single points of light where the eyes should be. His face kind of looks like a face, but it's mostly water, you know. And he kind of hits a button on his belt. This, The only piece of clothing it seems like he wears uh, when he's in this water form is this, like, golden belt. Uh, very, like, uh, God, a very, like, version of Batman's utility belt from, like, the Silver Age kind of vibes is what it has, you know? Not, like, so many with all the pockets, but, like, you know, a single, like, circle at the front and then just, like, like metal gold strips along the whole, like, length of it, you know? Mm. Until it clips back around. And he hits, like, a button on, like, seemingly just kind of on it, and then the, you hear the voice coming from where his mouth would be if, this, if he had a face properly, uh, as he just says... Uh, Rocket Girl, good to meet you. Good to see you again. Um, looks like I just missed the fun. Then Rocket Girl responds with, Yeah, yeah, I, it was weakness again. And Piper Pierre this time, I guess. 
And Hydra Boy quickly responds with, ah, well, I guess I'm kind of glad I missed it then. Looks around. Fuck, I have to clean up the ants again. I just, I just wash them into the swamp. They always go for ants? When they work together, yeah, Rocket Girl responds. They don't do it often, but whenever they do, it's ants, and it's doing something like this with him, you know? That's annoying. Hydra Boy responds with, yeah, sure is. And then he squints at you. Are you Ryder? She uh, says, kind of holds out arms, one and only. Cool. Uh, Pulse told me to meet you out here, because you had, like, salt on you, I can tell. So I figured that you had to be her. Um, Quick question. You want a full clean, or do you want a rinse down? Because one of them leaves you a lot more soaked than the other. She just kind of assess- she's she briefly assesses how cold it is today, just by feel. It's not that bad. It's, it's you know spring break. It's pretty nice actually. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Hydro Boy. I have spent the past week, and specifically forty-eight hours, fighting. So. Holds out, holds out arms. Just do what you do best. Alright, sounds good. <clears throat> this is going to be very uncomfortable for, like, good five seconds. Just a fair warning. And he it leaps into the air. Like, just like a coiled spring. Just kind of. Just goes up. And he crashes back down on top of you. Doesn't knock you over, but crashes back down on top of you like a gelatinous cube, almost. He's just a big cube of water. And it's like... For a good five seconds, it feels like every single part of your body is being fucking just violently blasted with a shower head. You ever, like, think you're you're prepared for something, but it turns out to be completely different than what you thought it was, and that every throws day. you off? <laughs> every day. That's her. She was expecting him to, like, you know, blast her with her arm like a fire hose or some shit. And so she was like, yeah, I'll just, that's fine. I can get blasted by a fire hose. She did not expect this. <laughs> not. And then after a moment, uh, you know, after those couple seconds, he starts like reforming into like a human shape as he kind of steps back and away from you. And as he step as he's stepping away, for that brief moment, you feel like God, you're completely soaked. Every single part of your body, the inside of your clothes, the everything, it's all just completely soaked through. Um, but then at the same time, you feel just all of that water like get pulled off of you and because and just leave behind absolutely no wet no dampness no nothing no moist anywhere as he steps back your hair's still a little damp when he comes when he like comes back into being his full like sort of water elemental form but you're completely dry otherwise and also completely clean no salt no nothing she's like looking over herself like just like what the what just happened to me? <laughs> and he holds out a little ball of water that uh, seems to just be filled with like all sorts of muck that he's cleaned off of you. He just says, ah, well, uh, well, you're clean now. And then he kind of just throws it off the side of the highway into the into like the grass below. You distantly hear weakness go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and she says, uh, thank, do I owe you anything? He shakes his head. No, no. I'm I'm happy to do it for anybody, even if it's another hero, civilian, whatever. Uh, Pulse told me that somebody needed it, so I was coming out here to meet you anyway. Now I have to do this, so gestures to the ants. Uh, you're new here, right? Yeah. 
Just arrived. Yeah, just arrived not too long ago. He wanders. He takes a step towards you. You know, a little closer, and he grabs your hand. He forces you to shake his hand because of who he is as a person, and shakes your hand a lot quickly and violently, um, and just says, "Well, well, Ryder, welcome to Last Light City. Hell on Earth." Uh, there's like I make in chibi form being waved around, <laughs> Nuts. like a flag. Fucking, <laughs> and uh, he lets you go eventually. Um, and he he steps away and like kind of turns to Rocket Girl and, and just says, uh, "I'll catch you two around at some point. Maybe I'll see you at Cream and Sugars or FTL or somewhere." Uh, and he kind of points. I'm gonna. I gotta. I gotta start clearing off these ants. You know, bar minimum, I gotta get rid of the top level so that people can start moving their cars. So, and then he just kind of, he takes a moment, he hits a button on his on his belt, and he transforms into a six foot eleven, just kind of looks like a like a like tan kid, like a tan skinned Hispanic kid, you know, for a moment, and then just like hits another button, and instead of going back into like water elemental form, he like becomes a small wave and just kind of like sloshes onto the ground and just starts going down the highway. Nodding. And uh, she looks to Rocket Girl briefly. Well, lead the way. And uh, Rocket Girl immediately is just like, right, uh, I'll be in the air. Just uh, follow me along. And he fucking starts floating up and just starts moving forward. You know, moving a little slow because she assumes you have to get back on your motorcycle yeah. or car or however you're moving yeah she's like yeah yeah, yeah just one second one second and, I, and she walks over to get on her motorcycle and then she pulls down like whatever the fuck she's using to cover the lower half of her face and she peeks her upper torso over the edge puts make does, uses her finger and her thumb to make an l on her forehead and sticks her tongue out like mm, toward, towards weakness and then rides off <laughs> not again. and you start going forward you start riding along you are being led like straight through like the main sort of downtown area of the city you know you are here you are in last light city right now and not just that but you are being led again straight through like the heart of the city to you know the places that uh everyone always shares the pictures of whenever they talk about this place you're finally here it's been a long two days but you're finally here what's Where's your head at? How's it going? It's, um, overwhelming. Um, I'm feeling a lot right now. Tired from the trip out. Um, exhausted from the fight. Frankly, it's it's Dragon who's doing a lot of the driving right now. Like, she can't do a lot, but she can do enough, you know? She can s- stay in the lane that we're in and not tip over, and that's really what I need her to do. <laughs> uh, she occasionally, like, makes her, like, little growling noises as she has to, like, like steady and recorrect because you keep, like, kind of slumping over to one side or another in your, like, kind of tired, lazy state. Yeah, um, I've been through a lot in the over the past couple days, but, um... I see something beautiful happen to the like the left of me. I see an old man um, who's like eating a slice of pizza, and he gets stolen by a pigeon. But someone else gives him their slice of pizza, and I just think to myself, "Shit, I'm finally here," and it almost feels kind, and it feels kind of worth it. And you think to yourself, "What an idiot! Why did he give him his pizza?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think as well, but. And you're driven along. There are a couple of people. Not a lot. You know, it's one of those things where it's like it's so normal 
seeing people like heroes move along but a couple of people maybe tourists maybe people who just kind of know this one uh like turn up because rocket girl's flying pretty low and they like you know go hey or hi or wait and like hey rocket girl or whatever and some just like stop like you know snap a quick picture because they saw her coming and as she kind of like moves down you know she's still she's got the helmet back on um but the like visor is kind of up uh so that she can like talk to you first time in the city right yeah first time never left home how's it look it looks big looks like turns right no one looks like no one knows how to fucking drive around here as someone almost swiped into my lane nuts yeah well she shrugs I'm, you know, I'm old enough to get a license, but that's why I, but that's why I, I have yet to do it, you know? Because why, why get a car when I can do this? And I say, and she said, and she says, shake said, oh, you're missing out. You could get swiped at any moment. It does sound, it does sound pretty exciting. She says unironically, as you know, driving, fast, fo- focusing on road. But you know, there's enough people that fly around in in last light that you know there's always a chance that I'll get hit by one of them too. You know, any second I could get I could get absolutely splattered by Superion, and I relish the day that that finally happens. Uh, by the way, Veer Veer right, <laughs> scree, <laughs> like not Superion, but like a character who can fly and a character who can't come by at Mach two. This is a different comic somewhere else. Uh, the, <laughs> no. the character who can't fly is sketching on them with a, a with a chain and a a lid of a trash can, and they're both screaming. God, love it, love it. We'll be back to that story one day. <laughs> when couldn't tell you, but one day, she's like, "Well, enjoy the enjoy the sights of the nice parts of the city while you can, or well, the parts that are that need to look nice." Turn, we're turning off here. And she starts, uh, like, moving a different way. And uh, veers to follow. And she, you end up um, being forced back onto um, one of the highways. But this time it's, you know, just kind of a... It's uh, when you get... You end up being forced back onto, like, one of the highways. But it's one of the, like, the expressways that's uh, in the city. Um, specifically, because I mentioned the Gruckner before which is the one that leads out of the city you're currently on the one two three expressway which is the one whose job it is is to kind of like be the main like highway that uh, sort of circles around and connects the sort of major uh, sections of the city there's the big downtown area split up into its kind of districts there's an area that is directly across uh, the bridge uh, and then there's sort of another one that's it's not like across like a like a, a big bridge, but like a, a smaller bridge that's sort of like along the the north area, like uh, west slash north kind of area of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that you're in right now, the downtown area, is it has a bunch of different names uh, and it's cut up into a bunch of different like little districts and neighborhoods. But <clears throat> generally, people have people just kind of refer to that as last light. Because that's where the original like sort of city is from. There's the big bridge, which goes into uh, a larger sort of borough district uh, place that calls that goes by the name of Goldsboro. And then along the west and north um, is an area that is just kind of in its entirety a sort of district borough that is just called Topville. And she leads you up uh, towards Topville. So you end up having to deal with the highway for a little while. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I think she just looks around, like, almost like the... Just 
even though like she's just never been in like a big city like this, uh, the place where um, at least the part of uh, Black Frost's location that she's always been to, or when she has been to a city like this, I guess she probably would have only seen it from like you know the top of a skyscraper through a window because she's at some like party or board meeting or whatever or like quickly hurried between like a, a hotel to somewhere else there's still something about cityscapes you know just it's different when you see a photo of a city you're like oh that's a big city when you're in a big city you're like jesus it never ends does it yeah it sure doesn't and it's different and it's that like you know just surprised that there's just there always seems to be there just seems to be more and also frankly just driving on city streets is a lot to equate for she's finding herself having to be a lot more attentive and than normal of course like of course she's always attentive for like a threat but now she's like oh fuck I've, she's never felt like she's had to like watch her back as much as she had now more than ever because like if i fuck up i'm some it's gonna get bad mercifully though you do at least get pulled off the off of the uh 123 expressway eventually and end up in topville proper Rocket Girl, uh, who was kind of back up in the air, comes back down to you, and he's just like, I hope uh, there's still some neat stuff to see out here, uh, so I hope that you enjoy uh, what's out here in Topville instead. Uh, despite the name, Topville's actually really big. There's a lot of neighborhoods here, so, you know, be on the, you know, if you're looking for something, honestly, this is probably going to be the better place to find it than trying to find it down there, unless you're looking for Christ Custodian, because the closet is nowhere to be found up here looking for something huh what about someone she looks at you with a curious glance i don't give her more i just wait for the response depends i mean um i guess it would depend on who probably they like there's a lot of people uh up here but it would really depend on who you're looking for huh interesting keep that in mind she nods slightly um well, uh, here, uh, follow me, uh, turn right at the next spot, I'm gonna fly up a little bit, uh, and I have to, well, frankly, I gotta make a quick phone call, um, if you want me to be honest, but, uh, just turn right at the next spot, and I'll just, uh, meet you at the next intersection, you can follow me from there. Uh, alright, well, thanks. She scoops up, uh, gets ahead of you, and... You, you start passing through Topville, and you very quickly get the idea of what is sort of the vibe of, of Topville in its entirety. Not all of it, but most of it. Um, it's a lot of apartment buildings out here. You know, like dense, like, city housing. Sometimes streets will just, like, stop doing that, and it'll become, like, you know, long stretches of either commercial areas or, like, small, or, like, small houses or, like, you know, apartments that are act, that are that are clearly just, like, you know, a, a bigger house that has been split into apartments, you know, that kind of stuff. But in general, there's a lot of apartment buildings out here. You get led along for a little bit. You get to see the factories that are sort of along the Topville River side um, that lead eventually to the most notable sort of building that is out here in the, in the area, in the neighborhood that is, as best as you can tell, just actually called Swamp Hill. You see the uh, this one particularly like large building that's kind of gated off uh, because it's its own like private thing, um, a tech company that go- that has the big logo on the outside that says Titan Industries, uh, and Rocket Girl kind of leads you on past that. 
you move along and end up sort of on the other side of Topville, moving along sort of in the other street border, and you get to actually look out and see the swamp, just kind of in general. You don't, you didn't realize that there were swamps this big. You knew there were swamps on the East Coast, you didn't realize there was one this big. God, it goes on for a while. As you're moving along, uh, eventually you actually start spotting, not like flying around, not really getting around in any particularly like notable way, but you do start seeing like random like vigilantes, heroes, folks like that, you know, what you kind of, ex- what you, what you would more imagine downtown last like to be from what you've heard, you kind of start seeing out here instead, where it's a lot of like, every time you spot a hero, it's them just kind of like walking on the street like normal as though they're supposed to be here, you know, just random ones here and there, not particularly anybody. Some of them very much look like they're heroes and some of them look like they can only, they could only be heroes because they're clearly are associating with other heroes, you know. You also see the part where the swamp stops being a swamp and it becomes a a large quarry slash desert. See, I think this is what provokes a response from her, like, why is the why is this town divvied up like a Pokemon region? <laughs> Rocket girl who's gotten a little close again is just like, I see you're taking a, I, I see you're you're taking uh, an eye up looking at the Gladstone, and she gestures out towards the desert. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, and she's like, yeah, that doesn't feel. That doesn't feel correct. Uh, yeah, there was a there was an incident way there was an incident like way back in like the 60s or something it was a long time ago that's always been here though since then some kind of like pyromaniac kind of hero and villain or something i don't even i don't actually really remember something happened and it scorched that whole thing and just turned it into a desert and uh no one seems to know how to fix it uh so it's been that way ever since it's not as big as you think it is but it's a lot bigger than uh it looks to be fair um it does stretch for a little bit but it doesn't like go up the side of a state or anything like that it's like like two or three miles of of desert uh they they like they got like quarries in there and stuff uh you don't see that on the postcards though you know it's a whole i'm rambling and i'm sorry and she starts fly she starts trying to fly away she watches her and just kind of looks back at the quarry and she's like well i guess i know where to take my fights Eventually, uh, finally, um, she, like, comes to a stop on a particular, like, street. Not far from where the, the desert is, you know. It literally, when I say not far from where the desert is, I do literally mean, like, if you were to, like, just jump your bike off the side of the road, you would land in the in the desert. Like, in just the... And there's not, like, a sandy desert. It's, like, cracked, dried ground desert, you know. But she kind of pulls you in a couple blocks away from that. Um, and you uh, eventually are brought to... It's this area that's got a lot of small, like, buildings and, and houses. This place very much looks like it's, you know, kind of the, what you could call a commercial area. You know, there's, like, a, a nearby liquor store, a nearby, like, just a series of bodegas. There is specifically a bodega, like, right next to the place that uh, Rocket Girl's actually leading you, which is this repair shop that, up, up on the top of it, it just says in you know just very simple looks like it's been carved out of scrap metal like by whoever owns this place um it just says the workshop and rocket girl kind of lands in front of it and you know gestures like this is the place uh for you and yeah and just just asking to ask like i can park my motorcycle here and it won't get toned away for scrap will it 
no 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 you'll be fine especially especially once the you know once people inside know that that you're here to get something fixed up uh then that you know you won't have to worry yeah and you know she is like she has like her letterman like just like uh, or the fucking not letterman uh fucking jumps like the the top part of her jumpsuit like unzipped a little she's just wearing like a black like t-shirt under it just because we are in a desert and it's like why is it hotter here we are in the atlantic northeast <laughs> we but, are in the Atlantic Northeast. Why is it so hot? This city is a fucking Pokemon region, so <laughs> fucking. I need to get my fucking gog my safety goggles to go out in there, or I get hit by the sandstorm. But um, anyway, no, just unzipped. Just Pat's like Pat's handlebar. All right, girl. All right, girl. You call if anyone messes with you. <sighs> Tell you what, she says, scare him, but don't hurt him. <sighs> Rocket Girl comments very simply. That's an angry motorcycle. Yeah, well, yeah, well, she's well, well, right now she's in a good mood. And she's about and uh, Rocket Girl. She's about to start walking into the workshop, but she kind of stops. She sees something, and she says, "Just sorry, just one second. I have unfinished business. I need to take care of." Uh, when she stopped and like got like almost serious looking for a second, I like went to my side as if I was gonna. You know, do the thing that rangers do. Genre. I could just pull out the weapon from my belt. I was like, a, like almost like I was. <laughs> the best I could describe it is samurai movie reaching for katana. Nods. Yeah. That gesture. Reaching for your gun in a western. Like, whoa, where is it? <laughs> yeah, same gesture. Um, and she walks away from the workshop. Not very far. Literally, you can see her um, as she walks, like right to where like the little fence is, or like the little like wooden fence is, like like on the borders of what is the workshop's area and she squats down she's looking very seriously and intensely are you just like waiting where you were did you like kind of follow her this is a real question I'm just like looking from a distance for right now because on one hand it's like this feels like this feels like her business but I can't look away you know <laughs> nods and she holds out a hand you know, as though she's, like, just reaching for something. And then she just turns it around. She's holding it out, like, palm like palm forward, as though she's cupping something. But she doesn't have anything there, that you can tell. And then you just hear her go, And emerging from the side of the bodega is a, is a large black cat. And she uh, lifts up the cat starts giving it uh, heavy scritches and then wanders back over to you. <laughs> I owe this little guy some treats. She holds up uh, a treat. This cat begins to, to fucking take it out of her hand like it's like it's a, an addict, like it requires the treats. She says, and a writer simply says, you know, continuing to walk towards the workshop, careful with that, they always come back for more. And uh, in response, you know, Rocket Girl, she just watches you for a second, and then um, you hear uh, the cat respond by going, Well, that's rude. <laughs> I look around, like, for a source. <laughs> Over here. I look, like, above the cat. Like, they're expecting someone to be standing there. Uh, Rocket Girl uh, looks at the cat, and the cat says, Bring me closer, bring me closer. And uh, Rocket Girl walks forward, and then, holds up uh, the cat uh, to your face and says, do you have a problem with me? Do you? To insult me so? I don't even know you. I, sir, I just got here. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. What? Hmm. I don't trust this scent. Especially one this rude. Am I supposed to know you? Rocket girl, just, like, uh, puts him down and quickly uh, is just like, It's okay, it's okay, mittens, it's okay, just yeah, we'll go back in there, it's it's fine, I'll deal with her, I'll deal with her, I'll deal with her, I'll deal with her. And gestures, you get back to making sure that the you go back to making sure that those peppercorn fantas get guarded, okay? Mm-mm. I do have a job to do, and he turns and he starts, you know, just kind of cat walking his way back to the bodega and she looks back at you uh, and once he's out of earshot as far as she can tell she just says you should you should get used to that every bodega cat can talk in the city why because they can it's it's always been that's always been true pretty sure it's true i'm pretty sure it's true in every bodega in the country i can't prove that but i'm pretty sure harmony scans through her memories (laughs) You realize that maybe you can't remember if you've ever been inside a bodega now you're thinking about it. Or at least if you have, you never remember interacting with the cat in that way. <laughs> she's like, I think she just kind of mutters under her breath, Hell on Earth, Hell on Earth, Hell on Earth. <laughs> hell on Earth, Hell on Earth, Hell on Earth. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Last Light City, comma, Hell on Earth. <laughs> Um, and Rocket Girl then is just like, all right, come on, um, let's 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 get inside. And she, you know, she like pulls her helmet off uh, and starts tugging her hearing aids back out of the helmet since they're clearly fucked anyway, despite her best hopes. Um, and she starts walking into the workshop with you. Uh, Harmony has not taken off her helmet yet, uh, because a just. For a number of reasons, she's keeping it on, but she has like popped up the go- the goggles because she's not in super in super mode right now. No, it's, and you get brought inside. Um, the outside is is a very the outside where you just walked into. You know, the garage is was currently closed, and you know it's just kind of a quite frankly, it's kind of a really messed up bit of like asphalt and, and concrete. You know, it's very much like you can tell vehicles are vehicles and parts and metal and shit are just constantly like coming in and out, and being dragged against the floor outside. Like, the direct outside of the workshop is, you know, it, it looks like be- like it's it's being scraped down to the bedrock. The inside doesn't look much better, actually, really. Because the inside, it also looks like it just has, like, years and years of, like, wear and tear everywhere. Just from sheer, like, clearly how much stuff is constantly going on here. But you can see, like, you know, fully disassembled cars, motorcycles, spare tires, tools everywhere, lifts that have cur- that are currently lifting up like an entire car. Uh, I I know exactly this imagery. My grandpa had a giant garage where he worked on airplanes. Uh, fucking, there's like five benches, all of them just full of scattered shit. Um, there's like these giant. To- I can only describe them as giant toolboxes on wheels, and all three of all three of them are partially full of different tools, and three drawers are sticking out. I've lived in this. Terrifying. This is the first time I've ever heard about this, I think. I've never told you that lore? No, I've never heard this Danny lore before. I'm, I will ask about it, not tonight maybe, but like I'm go, I will ask about this again at some point. Yeah, my grandpa was a mechanic. Anyway. <laughs> On airplanes, apparently. Um, yeah. Wild, again. This is the first time I'm hearing that. Um, but yeah, you look around, uh, seeing, you know, all this mess, and... Rocket Girl gestures um, and is like, 
um, by the way, now that we're out of, um, now that we're like out of public stuff, um, I, I, I don't really care too much about secret identity stuff. I just don't like doing it in public because I don't want my parents to find out. Um, and being called Rocket Girl is kind of cumbersome. You can call me Ray. Uh, uh, you can call you can call me Emmy. Hmm. All right. Cool. Cool. Emmy. Uh, here. I know. I know that this place doesn't look that impressive right now. Um, but you don't gotta worry because the real magic is over here. She gestures to um. There's like a little like an office with like you know windows that you can see through that's kind of within the like repair shop itself you know and she gestures there and just kind of like starts walking towards there and like opens the door you know holding it open for you i i say hey thank you and i go in and you know do the like customary thing of once i'm inside i pulled out my arm to hold the door open for her she nods and wanders in uh the inside of this office looks very much it looks the same kind of chaotic mess as the outside does, but instead of tools everywhere, even though there are still a lot of tools in here too, it looks there's more paperwork and that kind of stuff, you know, office things that you there's would a, expect. There's a monkey wrench that's being used as a paperweight. Correct. There's a filing cabinet that is just rusted to all fuck on the outsides, but the insides you can you know are fine. They have to be. They have to be, right? It, Ray steps forward and she hits this like little thing on the wall and a like door handle almost like just kind of like pops out as though like like a hidden compartment slides away and it like the door handle pops out and then she just kind of casually turns it and opens up the door leading into what looks like another like the other half of this workshop of the whole repair shop as you realize yeah there's a slightly smaller building you know, like, it's, like, there's, there's a big building, it, like, it, like kind of, you know, it's this one-story thing. But then there's, like, a, what looks like a smaller garage attached to this, like, the building that now you realize, yeah, I, where would that have been besides there, now that you're thinking about it? Yeah, we see her, like, projecting a map, a, like, a mini-map in her head, like, yeah, that makes sense. She goes, huh. And she leads you in there. And in here, uh, it looks exactly, frankly, it looks in a lot of ways exactly the same as the previous repair spot however up and down this whole place you see it's i mean there's still a lot of cars and like pieces of cars and like the same kinds of tools and everything but here there's a lot more like tech that you just can't identify bits and pieces of stuff that look like they're like that are like up on the wall that look like they might be like in progress gadgets and like you know just all sorts of stuff like that just like bits of like stuff that might be armor or something but you can't really tell just uh, things like this all up and down this place she uh leans over and just kind of eyes something on like a table like why is there a photon carburetor here she turns uh that's is that what that is ray says i i don't i wouldn't know um and the answer is probably because uh people in charge of this place are fixing it she squints you're gonna have a hard time fixing it like that points what do you mean like just kind of gestures See, look right there. It's missing. See right there. It's missing its its gyro capacitor. You're going to port that from sector three, unless you can jury rig something to replace that function. She squints. <sighs> you sound like you know your tech. I dabble. She nods. I'm still learning myself. I didn't. It's not, I built. I didn't build my stuff or anything. I found it. So you know, I just. Uh, I'm still figuring out how it works. You know. So if it's not the gun or the jetpack, I I don't really know it. Um, and even then, uh, 
yeah, uh, I'm rambling again, I'm sorry. Um, uh, maybe you should let, uh, if she's around, I actually don't think she's in right now, she's usually away, but, uh, if Evelyn's around, you can probably tell her, and she'll, uh, probably do something with it, since it's pr- that's probably her project. Shake said, I don't want to, Shake said, no, nah, I don't want to go into someone else's church with my own Bible. Hey, I don't know, Evelyn's always seen pretty uh nice about you know learning stuff getting suggestions uh, i can't imagine she'd be too mad um and she looks around now realizing that this place seems to be very empty she's like huh i don't know where anybody is hold on i'm gonna she gestures there's like an even smaller back office inside of this like side garage Nazis. <laughs> and she's like you you stay right here i'm gonna go i'm gonna go check and see if um anyone's in there right now nodding yeah go ahead and, uh, you know, waits a moment, and she says, just kind of talking to her, says more to the air, she says, all right, I'm sure I, as long as I don't touch anything, and I don't, like, I go to, like, find, like, a, like, a countertop, not, like, one that's in use or anything, just a countertop, and just goes through my doffel bag, like, I'm pretty sure I've got a screwdriver in here somewhere. And as you're looking through, the voice calls out, voice that you don't recognize, just says, Hey, Emmy, think fast. <laughs> I, I, I get ready to catch something out of the air. Uh, fucking what appears to be a small engine block is thrown towards you. I duck. <laughs> you duck. It slams into the ground, leaving an impact crater. What the fuck? Sliding out from directly underneath, like a stand of some of like of some kind of small scale power armor. That is, you realize, like directly behind you so this person kind of slides out from underneath uh like from underneath and between your legs you see this kind of chubby white girl long blonde hair with a, a like a streak a streak of pink through it and a fucking a like welder's helmet like welder's mask and a pair of these very like bronzy goggles uh with these fucking like blue lenses on them pulls like pushes out from underneath you uh and just says sorry <laughs> it looked like my magnetism went wrong she just like pushes the little like dolly that she's laying on top of forward and just kind of like this surfboards uh like out from underneath you before just like leaping up to her feet <sighs> i couldn't help but eavesdrop because you were right here hi emmy right by the way, I'm gonna re- rewind and add something. It changes nothing. But when Emmy think fast was said, she looked around for a second because for a moment she's like, "Who, who the fuck?" and just happened to catch it by happenstance. Who the fuck's talking? Who the fuck is Emmy? Uh, I look around for a second. That's how I happen to notice. So it looks like I reacted to it to the untrained eye. Nodding. God bless. And you know, and she goes, she fucking like, and she, oh, I can only describe. Looks like she had an engine block thrown at her, and she's like. At least your aim's a bit off. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of these days. <clears throat> and she, like, stands up. She's wearing very, like, fucking greased up and, like, dirty as fuck overalls uh, that are just slightly pulled down. And equally fucking, absolutely fucking tattered and busted up white and blue, like, striped t-shirt. I mentioned her hair. Her hair is, is fucking not tied back in any way, shape, or form, and is also exceptionally greasy, not to mention whatever the fuck is happening to the parts of her skin that are exposed that are also very clearly, like, dirty. Like, she's been, like, she has not showered in days, and, like, she's been working on cars the entire time, is the look of her. And she 
steps forward. She's uh, pulling off these, you know, welder's gloves uh, that she's wearing and kind of like just swats them on top of your duffel bag without really caring and just says, Hi, I'm Piston. Nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. There's the same panel where I meet. I put my ba- my hands on top of my bag, slowly pull it away. <laughs> now, I did hear that Ray brought you in here, which probably means that you want me to fix something. Especially if you're in here, because this is where the where hero gadgets get fixed. So you must have some really good. Uh, yeah, just need a new clasp. It got turned into sugar. She turns, calling out towards the office, and uh, just says, "Weakness again, huh?" <laughs> and Ray, who's emerging from the office, is just like. Yeah, weakness again. It comes running over. Hi, this is Piston. I, sh- I assume you already met. Yeah, she almost killed me. Yeah, she does that. Does that happen a lot here? The Ray starts nodding. Piston starts nodding. She has a moment where she's like flat faced and she's like, Well, I guess that's just kind of part of my daily life, so I'll let it pass. But. You need a clasp for that belt there. Yeah, that's fine. I can handle the rest. Care- <laughs> she rips it out of your hands. <laughs> careful, careful! That is the only recompose itself, only copy. It has very specific parts that cannot be replicated. Piston nods, but this time a little more seriously, a little less like urgently and manically, like she just was. Ooh, I like that. I like hearing that. That's really good. I work with a lot of. Um, I work with a lot of uh, first and only models on things, so I'm very confident in my ability to make this thing to make this work. Um, but also, uh, she holds up the like the belt and hits a little button on the side of her goggles, and you see one like the lens kind of like shh, like she's zooming in on something. Something is interesting about this. I'm gonna have to take apart this bit. She gestures to the back end where the buckle's supposed to go. So I can actually see what size buckle is going to go in here without accidentally stretching the metal. Especially since it looks like it's technologic in scope. So if the metal gets stretched, it may end up just pushing inside into anything that's happening in the long run. Gotta make sure things blast, not just that they work. And it could damage the case, which not only serves aesthetic for aesthetic purposes, but also protects the internal mechanisms. And she looks at you with a curious side glance as Ray is stepping forward to like hand piston the helmet. The other one-of-a-kind object that she needs to fix today. And Piston stares at you for a moment, hits the button on the side of the goggles, the unzoom occurs, and she just says, What are the internals of this thing? I need to know I need to know at least a little bit about the mapping on the inside, in case there in case any warping does end up happening because of the buckle. So I know exactly what to avoid. She ponders. Not like just because she's pondering because of like balancing, like I think just through I don't know how to express it in a monologue, but like kind of balancing three things one how do i put this to someone who's never heard of it before two how much of, of this information can i trust her with before i put her in danger three how do i fucking put this <laughs> nodding in both how do i fucking put this <laughs> have you ever heard of the concept of the conservation of mass and energy obviously yeah throw that out the window you can see her eyes get wide because her goggles get wide. It has the capability to act, to solidify mass from energy. Piston is shaking. Oh, that's interesting. It's it's not 
quite manifest anything, but it manifests it in a specific form. Mm, okay. She takes the helmet, she takes the, the belt, she rushes over to uh, her workbench and sets them down there, and you immediately see her start pulling out her fucking massive toolbox and looking for the proper tools, and she's just already gotten to work. She's already there. Ray kind of wanders over to you. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. I was hoping to intercept her before she got to you, so that she can be a little overwhelming sometimes. It's... And she just kind of watches and says, as long as she does the job right, she can throw as many engine blocks at me as she likes. Oh, yeah. She nods. She's... She take, the Ray kind of takes a moment, looks back at Piston for a moment as she's working, and then just says, oh, fuck, she's, she's the smartest person I know. She might be one of the smartest people in the city. So there's anybody who can get that, who can get anything working like that, it's going to be her. She's just kind of, like, watching at this point. Like, I believe, I believe you, but, you know, one of a kind, you know? No, I get it. She gestures. My stuff also doesn't have any equivalents, really, so that's why I trust her, you know? And also, I I have to trust her. She's uh, well, she's like the only employee here besides the person who runs the place. Really, look, it's kind of looking around. A lot for a two-person operation. Well, yeah, I won't lie. It's, it's a lot. A lot of people come through here looking for parts, looking for gadgets and doodads, uh, stuff for their for their for their everything. Um, you know, Evelyn, the girl that runs this place. You know, she. I mean, she just she knows everything when it comes to fixing this stuff, and anything she doesn't know, Piston does. Piston, she's really fast, and she, uh, I actually don't think she does anything else besides this. Period. End of sentence. She lives here, I think. She Ray turns, walking towards the, like, exit door. Uh, it's like, pretty sure she lives here specifically under the rule that she uh, <laughs> works here, and she's taken that to mean very literally she just only works here. I guess everybody needs a place, huh? Especially if you're not going to drop into school after you blow into the city. Just kind of thinks about that for herself. Like, fuck, I'm going to need a place. But she doesn't say that out loud right now. Because that's a later problem. Ray, who opens up the exit door and kind of gestures to you, uh, is like, want to get like a quick bite to eat or something? She'll be done within like the next hour, but I'm hungry. so. And uh, just kind of like, just has to like kind of actually think about that. Looks into like wallet and says, "Um, I'm buying." She says as she looks at your wallet, <laughs> looks it sees you looking into your wallet. Like I'm buying, uh, you know. I, I, shake said I, I couldn't do that. I couldn't put that on you. We just met. She, please, she gestures. There's two spots within a couple blocks from here. They both do hero discounts, and I'm not taking off the uniform, so... Withholds, I don't think I'm a hero, because hero discount. He says... <sighs> looks back at, like, Belt, like, thinking, what if something goes wrong when I'm not here? As long as it's close? Oh, it's real close, both of them. Okay. Uh, depends on which one you want, though. She starts leading you out of the place. Follows whichever's closer. You're buying All right, then. Out. She, she, cla- <laughs> she uh, claps her hands. All right, then. Uh, she starts kind of digging around inside of, um, like, her belt uh, that is attached to the jetpack. Well, I know you say which one's closer, but the one that's further away um, mostly does, like, does, like, like desserts, coffee, ice cream, that kind of stuff. It's called cream and sugars, and the stuff, the one that's closer um, is all, like, burgers, 
milkshakes, juice. It's called Surf and Sun. That's those are the two. Those are the options. Uh, they're very different options. So I want to be sure. Uh, I could go for either, really. Ah, bad. Last thing I need. Last thing I need is coffee right now. Surf and Sun's fine. All right, let's go. And uh, she, in she like exits out of the workshop and. Initially, she, like, fucking starts to fly and then immediately lands before she gets too far away, before being like, right, right, you can't fly. I always, I know you don't usually have somebody with me. She, uh, and Harmony just kind of, almost like, like, just, it just does like a brisk jog over, like, next to her, like, it's fine. Uh, she hits the jetpack again, so that she's just kind of, like, lightly hovering rather than, like, flying ahead and then just kind of starts moving forward. And just kind of responds... Last light's not the only not the only place where people have powers. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of places. San Fernando, uh, Hadron, New York City, London, Hanamura. Um, even a buttfuck nowhere place like Halcyon has superheroes. Like, you know, they're everywhere. They're all over the world. Yeah. I've I used to have friends who have powers. We don't talk much before you ask. She nods. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. We all have our you know, moments, our, little, our stories and stuff. Uh, though, uh, I can't... There really aren't a lot of heroes and, like, people with powers up and down. Um, well, there's a lot of heroes in, in New York State, but there's not a ton of people with powers in the state. Eh, there's some people who have powers who just decide not to be superheroes. Walking... Yeah, no, well, that's true. Yeah. It's just walking, like, uh, before... And, you know, lies when she says this. The general statement sentiment is true. Yeah, back when I was starting high school, my, a couple of my friends got their powers through puberty. We were all bet- taking bets what we get. And what do you get? Bad attitude. Nods. <laughs> yeah, I know a couple people in my school that are like that right now. <laughs> maybe they'll also, I don't know what you, I don't know, know what you do for powers. Maybe you just punch people, but maybe they'll do that soon. Hmm. My friends always thought I was gonna be able to fly because that's because when I because that's all I wanted to do when I was a kid. Well, well, I guess we got something in common there. I was uh, I, I consider myself really lucky finding this thing in a crater. <laughs> just just love soaring through the sky. You know, it's 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 the best thing to do. It's like driving untethered. A friend said it was like that once. I always wondered what happened to her. Welcome to the Ad Pages. This is a little interlude in our issue where we ask you to take a break with us as we show off some scenes that are happening elsewhere. Sometimes they're advertisements, sometimes they're just scenes from other stories in the big wide world of Last Light Comics. Let's see what the pages hold for us today. A battle rages on the streets of Last Light City. A hard-hitting contest shatters asphalt and sends a hero hurtling out of Last Light First National Bank. That hero was none other than the Earth's greatest warrior, the modern-day Hercules, Superion. Our silvery hero, with his yellow cape and blue shield, is downed. He says, Ugh! How is this possible? And exiting the bank is the mysterious, suit-clad, one-shaped individual. It is none other than the legendary One by One. I'll tell you how, Superion. 
because you're all alone. As long as I battle any living being when they're alone, they cannot overpower me. They cannot outthink me. It's over for you, Superion. One, two... By gosh, he's right. My fellow Crisis Custodians are too far away to be called here. Oh, Superion, old boy, this is quite the pickle jaw, and I don't know if I can pry this lid off. That's right, Superion. It's over for you. Not if I have anything to say about it. <gasps> no, it can't be. Ha 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 ha, but it is. One by one, it's Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast. No, not Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast. The host of the titular award-winning actual play podcast? It's not possible. Sorry to burst your bubble one by one, but it's true. It's me, Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast. Uh, what do you think you can do, huh? Right now, I am stronger than the Earth's greatest hero, and you're just a podcaster. Eh, that may be true, but even though I am just a podcaster, a Party of One is no ordinary podcast. Party of One is an actual play RPG podcast focused on experiences shared between two players. No. No. Ha ha ha. That's right, one by one. Each episode sees this man, Jeff Stormer, of the Party of One podcast, sit down with a friend to play a two-player game. And together they share laughs, tears, and enjoy each other's company. And by focusing on a two-player game, let's call it an RPG duet, Party of One is able to capture a feeling of intimacy and intensity rarely seen in actual play. We aim to explore a variety of themes, playstyles, and emotional experiences often overlooked in tabletop gaming. That's my guarantee is the Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast. Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast explores the width and breadth of human emotion, and that's what he brings to this battle one by one. It's not just about my super strength or super speed or super flightus or eye beams. Jeff has reminded me that it's about the person behind this shield. The person under this cape. You're not just fighting the invincible immigrant from beyond the stars. You're also fighting the boy scout underneath. And I carry with me everyone who's made me a feel. I am never alone. One by one, you cannot defeat me. <sighs> one by one, then simply deflated from an emotional overload that could not be matched. Superion claps a hand over the shoulder of Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast. Thank you. Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast, I surely wouldn't have saved the day without you here. Oh, don't worry about it, Superion. Never forget, the experiences you have and the emotions that come from them are valuable. Always seek new experiences and never be afraid to feel. You're right. I'll have to keep it in mind when I listen to the new Party of One, available wherever you can get your podcasts. Party of One, where the gaming table is always built for two. Now, Jeff, how about we get a corn fanta float, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds just swell. <laughs> and now we turn the page and get back to our comic. Ray kind of nods. Uh, it was like... Here, uh, here's something funny for you. She reaches into her, like, belt, uh, you know, and produces, and appears to be an ID with, along the top, the specific, like, notation of, uh, of Local 123, the Hero Union, and, uh, you know, she kind of, like, holds it up to you. A couple, I, I know, I know somebody who can probably hook you up with one of these. 
Oh, I'm gonna need one of those, huh? What? No. You don't need one. I don't. She hands you uh, her ID. She looks it over as walking. You remember that she distinctly said she was in high school. Oh, duh. You see, you see this ID, and you see that it's that it distinctly says that she's eighteen. Oh, duh. Hands it back. <laughs> Takes it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need them for the discounts, so they can actually prove that you're not just you know somebody who wanders in. I don't think they don't really ask me for mine anymore, um, because they know me around here. I gestures. I'm from here. Uh, you know, I'm, technically, I'm, I'm a local hero to Topville, um, but I can I can find you somebody uh, you know who is very good specifically at, at making these uh, makes fake IDs, kind of in general as like a hobby because that's who she is as a person. But um, you know, I asked like, hey, could you make me one for this? And you know, she did, and. I had Hydro Boy make sure that it actually looked good. He's not he's not union either, technically, but you know, he he knows what they look like, so Huh. Well I'll take well, that I'll that I'll take. Yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I'm gonna be kicking it with a union yet. Just got here, don't really feel like laying down laying down roots like that. She nods. Yeah, fair. Like and there's really only she squints. You don't know magic, do you? Has to like think like then she says, I mean, flicks wrist and like, like and a, qu- and a quarter appears in her hand, but she, that was just like, but like, she says, I just hid this up my sleeve. I'll take as a no. Um, yeah, then in your case, uh, there's really, there's, there's really only two, two unions in theory that I guess you could even join if you wanted to. Uh, one, two, three, which kind of takes anybody, um, kind of has to because it's the only other game in town. And the other one's the Crisis Custodians. But no one's joining them right now, so... I imagine the bar to entry is pretty high. Regardless of... Regardless of recent news. Yeah. I don't know. She shrugs. People in charge... The people who are in charge of things down there, they are uh, not particularly keen on letting on letting anybody new in after, you know, those last... God. She stops. I was gonna say last couple of years, but man, it's, it's been a while. I guess it really has been a while since it happened. Whatever. Um... But yeah, you know, no one's getting into the custodians right now. So, one, two, three is your option if you're gonna get there. Four, six, oh, four is not going Probably isn't gonna let you in if you're not a magician. Like I say, not not too keen on setting roots yet. Yeah, which makes sense. Just you know, gotta know gotta know your options before you go into any game, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just realized have I been rambling this whole time? Yeah, it's I'm fine. Sorry. I didn't I'm not much to. of a ta- not much of a talker. No, it's, yeah. I guess I'm I'm a little too much of one. Um, I blame I blame my choice of company half the time. Uh, gestures. Oh, here we are. There it is, up ahead. See it? Looks up at it. There's a yeah building up ahead. Pretty simple little building. Uh, got a little a little parking lot to itself on this on this block. You know, almost looks like it'd be a fast food chain if it wasn't for the fact that it, you've never that it definitely doesn't look like it's a fast food chain. You know that kind of vibe, and uh, you see, you know, the big like logo on the top that says Surf and Sun Juice Bar. There's a sort of a little like a tiki mug, you know, like the like what like from like what you'd see in like uh, California vacation bar thing is kind of on the logo, but you know that's how you know that that's where you gotta be. And she says definitely on theme. Looks exactly like I thought it would. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's get in, and we cut to you inside, the inside of the place. It's very '90s, 
early 2000s in vibe, you know? Possibly just because there's never been a reason to change, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of small tables that have, like, these those little metal, like, almost bar stool kind of chairs that are around as, like, the primary way of, of, of seating. There's some booths, some alternate seating options in some spots, but, like, the sort of main the area is just like a bunch of those scattered kind of tables around uh, for multiple people to chill at there's a long sort of like circular bar that is at the center almost like this was supposed to be like an act like a liquor bar but it's clearly not because the only thing that's being served is some you know various custom house juices there's this large open area to the side though that kind of that is just kind of this very blank area that currently has like a bunch of like mats down because they're doing a karate class here and you know it kind of watches but doesn't stare at anybody in particular like just a moment and ray kind of you know, as you're you know standing there kind of staring in, vaguely in general for a moment uh, ray's like um you got one that you you got you got something that you want to get in, in particular uh, just eyes over the menu. Looks for something cheap. I know she's buying, but, you know, courtesy. Um, I'll take the, uh, squints. I'll take a pineapple burger and a fruit punch milkshake. All right. You heard that, Dom? As turning from, uh, like his spot where he's, like, cleaning a glass right there, you see very tall, lanky, older, you know, maybe in his, like, 50s, you know, up like somewhere in his 50s, uh, like surfer dude is the vibe that he gives, you know, apron, sort of tie dye shirt, uh, long hair uh, that kind of like goes past uh, his shoulders. Pineapple burger and a fruit punch milkshake, bro. Yeah, I heard it. What about, and uh, what about you for you, Rocket Girl? Uh, Ray looks up uh, and is just like, I want it, I want. Double Volcano Burger, and is that new? The, what is that? And he says, oh yeah, the, uh, we got ourselves a Corn Fanta custom pineapple juice thing going on here. Testing it out, testing the waters, because I know how the kids love it. She's like, can you do it with Peppercorn Fanta? I could try, brah, I can give it a shot. And he says, then uh, that please. slaps the ID uh, down on the counter like it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And while this happens, she just can, she like is just kind of looking around and just still watching that karate class. Not like she's looking for anything interesting. She's like, oh man, I remember back when I was learning karate. Nods. And uh, Dom, you know, Dominic behind there writes down the order and there's nobody like behind you in line right now. It's a pretty slow hour, you know? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, not like late in the day it's still like in the middle of the afternoon but like it's kind of the like the post rush kind of time it's like time slot for a restaurant where it's like oh yeah like everybody was here like get either here for lunch or getting out of work and like now this is the time where things have quieted down before like people come around to get something for dinner before they go home you know that kind of vibe yeah because there's not much here he kind of he scribbles that down he says who are you Oh, me? Yeah, I don't recognize you. Usually if a rocket girl brings anybody, she's usually bringing the same couple of people. But I don't recognize you. You new? Uh, just a passing through, just a passing through rider. You look familiar. Like, I know, like, I swear I know you from somewhere. Shake said, doubt it, just got, <laughs> well, I doubt it, I just got here. Maybe, uh, he says as he stops, he turns to juice a pineapple. Maybe, maybe it's the way you put that, passing through rider, that sounds familiar too. Maybe it's that. 
just kind of latches onto that for a moment. Huh. That's interesting. Again, I guess I did get the name from someone else. Someone else? What do you mean? What do you mean, bro? Uh, just sort of uh, mentally flips the coin, like, do I shoot my shot? Do I take it? Uh, yeah, I inherited the name. Pulls down goggles. Um, pulls down goggles for a bit of recognizability for the uh, for the imagery because what she looks like transformed. Taps lens. Uh, technically, I'm the second writer. The first was the masked writer. And he kind of stops in the middle of juicing that pineapple, and he turns looking at you. He his hands were already in the process of like cutting up that of cutting up a piece of like this pineapple that he had not juiced so that he could uh do i imagine the pineapple burger is literally a fucking a hamburger patty and then it's sandwiched between two rings of a pineapple nuts which is awful now i think about that yeah to be honest i mean the, the logical answer is like yeah it's like a cheeseburger with like a sliced pineapple on it but that's funnier yeah, I, my original thought was it is it is in all for all intents and purposes just a double cheeseburger, but instead of the instead of the patties, they're pineapple uh, circles, like a Big Mac situation. But like yeah. instead of the middle bun, it's like pineapples. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> awful, awful. And any of these options is bad. Um, but regardless, <laughs> your heart out, bitchy with Babish. <laughs> and he he stops like in the middle of like preparing that part of the burger, and he kind of. He's looking at you. Ray is was already moving to like go and like you know get a table, but has now stopped looking at this conversation. You know, seeing that you're stopping there. The masked rider. You know them? Ah, oh, yeah, I know them. Yeah, I know them. That's the, that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. Oh man. Hey, uh, them and the uh, oh my god, the the multicolored chroma squad. The wielders uh, of light. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's the yeah, ass name. Man, it really has been too long. Oh man, I almost lost it. Uh, but yeah, all of them. They used to be around here a lot. Uh, we're not like you know they didn't come in here to eat or anything like that. But they'd like there'd always be something. There'd always be something to fight. And they would always be nearby. I remember that. I haven't thought about them in twenty years. Ah, so then doesn't like get depressed deflate but you know like that like oh you know them energy kind of goes like ah so i guess you don't know where to find them huh he shakes his head ah sorry girly wish i could uh i wish i could give you a good answer there but uh yeah nah brah i don't they haven't uh they haven't hung ten out here in a while you know um or at least if they or you know i'll you know i'll admit at least if they do maybe uh maybe they just uh they haven't told me they uh kind of like you know leans on the on the counter he's like having a you know, mo- like he's kind of having a moment where he's like just kind of thinking back to older times better times arguably uh, depending on who you ask and he's just like yeah they came in here you know fully costumed up the one time after all those years of like of like fighting stuff nearby this spot they showed up right here uh so they could get some food to go with a bunch of people and they said and i was like well what brings you all here and here this time bros and they said this is uh they said we're getting some food from our favorite place to take out to the to take out to where we uh, work take out to their base their little little hq 
because uh, they said, "Yeah, we're throwing a retirement party. We're hanging up. The, we're hanging up the buckles." And I was like, "Whoa!" You know, it was crazy to think. You know, the, that was like fifteen some odd years they were doing that. You know, crazy, crazy. Uh, they had a crew of people with them too, a bunch of weirdos. You know, no offense, man. Uh, it's like kind of thing where you only see them once in a while, and then when you see them all coming in as a group together, you're just like, whoa. There was this dude. He, he his whole, he was like tall and he, he like glowed pink. He had like a star on his face. That'd be <laughs> that'd be Starman. Oh yeah, yeah. That's his, yeah, that's his name. That's I think I only ever saw him like four times, and that was one of those times. You know. Uh, couple other you know folks in helmets and spandex looking things too that they brought over for the whole for the whole thing too but uh you know bro there were a couple of them that i remember though i i I do know them i remember the um there were these bros the 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 big beefy beetle boys and um the adolescent mutant ronin and uh ah man there was another one a couple of them actually but I, i don't know I don't know if I ever knew their names, bro, but, like, I, I, I recognize them, you know, because they've been around. Uh, I just, I, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't thought about them for a while. How's, uh, how's, how's, how, how is the Mass Rider doing? Sounds like you, uh, I mean, sounds like you, you bar minimum knew them. They, uh, never the talkative type, told me to find the wielders and gave me this belt. Not much of a talker. A lot of changes in 20 years, I guess. She was going to hold up... She did the motion to hold up the belt, but, you know... Yeah, of course. For, forgot. It's like, oh, right, it's in the shop. Oh, right, right I'm right, worried right. about that. Right. <laughs> Wait. Continues. I mean, I guess you knew them when they were younger. Yeah, I remember they were the... They loved. They, they did a lot of banter with the rest of the group. The rest of the team. Crazy times. Crazy times. Oh, I feel like we were being... Uh, Feels, it feels like this place was practically uh, ground zero for, you know, some weird monster showing up and fighting every single time that they were around. It was weird. They always did it. They always handled it, though. You know, this place, I think it, I think we only ever got, like, a, a broken window once or twice, you know? That's impressive. Yeah. They were good time. They were, they, were, they were good at their jobs. Also, they were really chill, as I remember. They liked laughing, you know? Uh well, uh, uh, this is you know a silly old wave rider like me. I'm getting, in, I'm, I'm starting to get into memories. I gotta make your, I gotta make uh, both of your foods, uh, and get your juice ready. So, uh, sorry for holding you up. Sorry for holding you up. Thanks for, uh, thanks for the talk though, real quick. I'm happy to hear that uh, old Maskey's having a good time out there. Yeah, um, well, I had asked, so thanks. And you know, goes for like a notepad, jots down the wielders here, surf and sun. Dominic goes heading off to go and just, like, you know, get your orders made. He stops. Uh, and is like, hey, uh, in case you, you know, I don't know if anything, I don't know if it matters. Because it sounds like you're looking for him. At least a little bit. Yeah, you said you were, that uh, Maskey said you should find him. I don't know where they are. You know, if they, if, you know, I, I hope that they're enjoying their retirements. You know, they did a lot of stuff. But um, I'm pretty sure, at least they always said. Their base, and the, like the play, their HQ or whatever was like, and he gestures like out, like pointing out of the surfing sun, and out in the out out in the Gladstone, you know, out, like somewhere out in the out in the desert, 
you know, it's not a big desert, but, uh, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever actually gone looking for it. I don't know if people have actually found it. I never have. You know, I don't have a reason to, you know. But, uh, you know, they, they were out there, you know. I remember them getting in their little vehicles and heading off that way once they got their food, too, or in the retirement. So they were using it for a while. So, bro, oh. this is, yeah, so, bro, you know, I don't know if you'll get anything from that, but uh, if you can, uh, I hope that, that helps you. Scribbles down. Well, I'll think that's more information than I had. Thank you. Uh, I go to my wallet. I don't have much. Put a $5 tip on the table. Down to 45 he reaches out and he, he takes the five. He doesn't, like, go through the whole, like, no, nah, no, nah, man, no, whatever thing. He's, like, he takes it and he's, like, appreciate it, brah. And uh, kind of tucks it into the register and then steps away to go and actually start getting that food made for y'all. I just sort of sit down at the table and say, sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Sound like, uh, it sounded like you were um, getting stuff done. Yeah, like I said, I was, I'm looking for someone. I'm kind of trying to keep it on the down low she nods i get that kind of not really i'm not really a detective type but i do i, I get it a little bit um <laughs> yeah i just don't want to whenever you can get it right yeah just don't want to you know don't don't want to lead anybody to their retirement but do want to find them nodding um and she stops she kind of starts like patting the table kind of like with anxious nervous energy because she's like thinking clearly and is like um, Wielders of Light, that's the name I heard you say, right? That's them. Team that operated here basically through the whole 90s. No, yeah, I, I, she gestures. I'm a regular here, so obviously I've, I've, I, I at least have heard a little bit about them. Sometimes some of the other guys that work here have mentioned them. She gestures over to, like, the karate instructor. Um, like, like, a, you know, Tull over there always had a, like, a whole thing. With, uh, with like re- vaguely remembering them, sometimes he'll he'll like kind of, you know, tell some students to think about them like that, you know. But it's never like you know, you know. Obviously, no one talks about them like in the present tense if they ever do. It's usually just like, oh, you know, here's these guys. Um, I guess that's what your power is then. That's what that's what your belt does. It, like, it gives you like the cool armor and the stuff that they do too. She says, yeah, approximately. But the stuff they do is stuff you got to learn how to do. Belt doesn't teach you karate. Fair, yeah, but I mean, it, it definitely helps you taking a punch, I guess. I'm sure that does. She's, she's squinting. She's pondering, clearly, for a moment. She's thinking about something. Kind of just continues on, like, well, I guess it is nice to know that their legacy lives somewhere outside of a cliff note. Cliff note in a book. You know, now I'm thinking about it. Now I know to think about it, I guess. Um... I don't. I don't think that the, I've never heard the wielders ever get mentioned in relation to them. But maybe. I mean, I don't know how you'd find them outside of the bulwark building, um, but and even then, no one can really go in there if you're not allowed. But like, there's a bunch of people. There's like a team of, uh, in the city that like, they do that too, like you know, hit whatever on their whatevers, and then they like transform and, and wear the cool outfits and helmets and spandex and all that stuff the armor and one of them has a scarf I think really right now uh yeah what's their name it's an acronym because they work for uh, bulwark um X hawk mm. e lowercase X 
HOC, something like that. Uh, sounds uh, kind of like has to stop and then it's bulwark that you know, her pen stops once she spells out the acronym and she's like, ah, oh, right. Bulwark. Mil that not military, that like what were they? Paramilitary or something? I mean, I guess you can kind of call them that. I, I don't know. What else do you call I, They're them? like UN approved heroes or whatever. You know? Yeah, something like that. Like to keep their work quiet. Probably won't be seeing them, but jots it down regardless. Well, she she nods. Oh yeah, yeah, they do. They uh, you know, obviously hero, you know, <laughs> not state sponsored, I guess UN sponsored and supposed to be impartial, bipartisan or whatever. But I, it doesn't mean that they are. But yeah, I know they're all very secretive and you know whatever. Uh, but Xbox weird. You know, they're not secret at all. At least if they are, they don't. That's not how they present. They're always on the news. They're always out doing stuff. They're always in the city. They're like the, if there if there's anybody in in Bulwark that's actually public, it's it's uh, it's it's them. So there's a good chance you know, that of you running into them. Uh, at least if something happens that goes wrong, you know, if you're there, good chance one of them will be there too. Well, I'll try to hunt them down. I don't know if it'll help. I don't know if they have anything like that that can help you. But um, she shrugs. Yeah, yeah. I figured it's something. Well, looks like I might be hanging around Topville. Looks like this is where their haunt was, so looks like I'll be looks like I'll be looking around here. Uh, she's like, well, uh, holds out a fist to bump because she has not forgotten. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the Topville community of heroes, I guess. And uh, go for that fist bump. I'll try not. I'll try not to get in your way. Yeah, none of us really get in each other's ways. You know, we're just all kind of around. Still. Yeah, it's it'll be it's nice to see a new face here. Feel like we don't get we don't get many, really very often out here. Or at least if the at least if we do, you know, they don't tell us about it. And I'm doing it again. I'm rambling. I'm sorry again. You apologize for yourself a lot. I, I don't like taking up, you know, so much conversation space. I wasn't asking for an apology. It's fine. Thanks. I guess. Uh, now I feel weird. Don't worry about it. Ugh. I think weird's just a part of last light. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess I forget how this place can look to somebody who's who's fresh, <laughs> fresh off the border, you know, fresh through the city limits. It looks big. And even Topville feels big, but it feels manageable. Yeah, well, you know, it's here's 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 a tip from me, going for if you're gonna be sticking around here, don't think about Topville, like one, you know, big part of the city don't think about last light it's one big part of like it's one big city even it is but the best way to go about it is to learn about you know how those places like split up topville's divided into like a bunch of like little neighborhoods there's swamp hill there's the the actual neighborhood topville which is where we're at right now um there's vagnar and there's radion and you know they're different sections, different places here, you know? And uh, the big city over there is divided up exactly the same way, you know? It's, it's you know, individual little neighborhoods, areas, districts, stuff like that, you know? 
you take it one place at a time and just you know don't think about like oh i gotta be everywhere in the city you know if something's happening you know someone's gonna say in it's gonna be in the blank neighborhood or in the blank district you know and you can use it like that then you can start learning streets and stuff like that and eventually the city it stops feeling as big you know except for goldsboro don't go to goldsboro that's just one big neighborhood actually that is just one massive place uh, and you can't do that there like a they have their own problems like a Pokemon region. Yeah, sure. You said that before, but yeah, yeah, kinda. It works. I don't got a lot. I don't got a lot to pull from. Stayed in one place for my whole life, then got mad about it. Then got mad about it and left. Wanted to see the world. Master Rider gave me a job, right? She nods. Yeah, sounds sounds like it. Hey, whatever works, right? Nodding. Yeah, I guess so. You're served your burger and your milkshake, your fruit punch uh, milkshake. You've been given your some combination of pineapples inside of the burger. She eats it a lot quicker than she'd care to admit. Nodding. It tastes pretty good against every odd. You don't know what he did to those pineapples, but he did something. He did something, and that's between him and God, but this is a great burger. And uh, the milkshake tastes really fucking good. Also against every conceivable odd. It tastes like he took a packet of Kool-Aid, distilled it, put and mixed it with some mix-up, mixed up, and then poured three more packs into that, made a concentrate, and then used that to f- as a syrup for the milkshake. And it's pretty fucking good. It God tastes bless. like the color red. God bless. That's all you need. And you finish up. Ray, uh, you know, brings you back to the workshop where you uh, wander back in to see how Piston's work is going. And you come back to quite the sight. For you, perhaps even a horrible sight. This girl, who you just met, has completely disassembled this belt. I find a wrench. The Piston turns, hearing the sound of the metal occurring as you grab this wrench. Uh, and she looks at you and is like, Ah, welcome back. She pulls the goggles back up. It's, uh, as she looks at it, she doesn't realize that she has armed herself. So it's like second nature. (laughs) As, uh, she says, it's, uh, disassembled. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It just needed a new clasp. Well, not just did it need a new clasp, she gestures. I was unscrewing and disassembling just the clasp bit there so I could find out exactly what the size of the rod that was needed to put into the clasp would be but when I was messing with it and adjusted the belt I could hear this rattling inside and something compact like this it's not supposed to rattle like that so I just got I just decided that I was gonna take this whole section apart so I could figure out how like what was rattling it and, and, and fix it but in the process I also realized that I couldn't just disassemble that one bit so I could see what was rattling because of how they connected the pieces. So I just went, I kept going. And I, so I continued disassembling the whole bit. And, and, and I found what was rattling in the end. She gestures. Right here, you see this? Uh huh. It's like, it's almost like the, like, the hammer on a musket. That's what this is. It's. This it's this special little 
flick that is designed to, I, I assume, transfer this. She gestures to, like, this energy, like, power bit that's within it. And click it, slam it directly into this. And she gestures to this, like, cylinder that's there. Like, this golden and like, kind of black and silver cylinder. Uh, cylinder. I think from there, it, tra- it transfers whatever that energy is. Just like that. Like, bam. And then locks in place to keep them connected like that. And then that is what leads the rest of these wires and the rest of these bits to actually, well, do whatever they do. So I pulled it all apart, and I repaired that bit. I found other small bits that were also broken. You basically had an entire segment of an energy conduit that was just completely offline. So I just kept so I just kind of kept going. Uh, which is why the clasp isn't on yet, and why I haven't finished putting it back together, because I was doing another cycle through to see if I had actually gotten everything. All the wires, um, gestures. You had a disconnection here in your wires for this solar panel. So I decided that I would just go in and I'd, uh, get that fixed up too, and bam, there we are. So now... Uh, I don't know if the char- I don't know how the charging really looks on this on this particular device, but whatever. But now, uh, if there was a problem with it, it'll probably be at least a little bit partially uh, corrected. This bit here, I don't know what this does. She gestures. There's this little marble-shaped opening that's there. But whatever, it, but whatever it was, it was de- it's it also cycles into the power, but also seemed like it had some kind of a problem there uh, for its. Can only compare it to like a heat sink of some kind, uh, because it just seemed like whatever it is, it would only function if it was op- if it had enough power to function, and if it didn't, it would just fizzle. So I fixed that. I don't know if it actually works, but I did repair the wire that seemed like it was the problem there. There's a lot of other tech here that seems like there might be other small issues to it, but I don't know enough about it to actually make it work. Slash, I don't have anything here that I could actually use for it. But I do recognize some of this tech. So I was trying to see if I could... You recognize some of it? A little bit. Well, not very consistently, but some, well, a little bit of it. Just, How? you know, enough, enough. You know, just making it, making it work. Hold on, hold on. Slow down, slow down. How do you recognize it? What do you mean? What puts Brent realizes that she was holding Reg, like, kind of looks like, why do I have this in my hand? Puts it down. Ray takes it from you. <laughs> when did I get here? And she points. I mentioned, I mentioned to you already... Most of this is one-of-a-kind technology specifically made for this device. You said you recognized it. Only one person knows how to put this together. Huh. She says. She like kind of sits up suddenly from the little work desk. You did say that, and I did say that. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, Why well, have you seen it before? She kind of spins around in her chair. Why do you think this is one-of-a-kind tech. What leads you to think that? That's what Did I was... Did you assemble it? I didn't assemble it personally. It was given to me under the pretense that it was. Well, she says quickly, I can't say... I, I can't say whether or not these specific pieces are one-of-a-kind. Which, they might be. I can't confirm or deny that. But, every kind of technology has some kind of origin, some kind of a point from which it spawns from even if it is the first of its kind it has to have been built off of the back of another kind of tech some other piece 
something like this definitely is unique looking at it but this but it simply couldn't be you know alone it can't just spawn into existence no matter how much genius or brilliance is working on it you know it, there it has to be predicated on, on, on you know something leans back in she's kind of getting into it again she's kind of lost whatever like whatever the fuck you at oh, she's lost it she's fucking has already lost track of the conversation she's back looking back at the tech again as uh you know trying to recollect self but like so where so point of origin you you fix a lot of stuff for a lot of people who brought in something like this and she kind of leans back in towards the tech is like oh um mm, she stops uh, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should not finish that thought. Actually, no. I want. No. I'm. I'm. Cu- no. I. What. What do you mean? Why shouldn't you? Mm. How about I get this thing put back together for you? I've done all I can with it, and I found a good clasp for it. She says, tapping a piece of metal that's on the that's on the top of the desk, like in the corner. Looks at minus two to mundane because of angry condition. Looks at Pierce the mask. Debating debates it, but puts it aside for now. But like, like clearly we get like a shot of like Harmony like squinting. Like, what do you know? What you don't want to take a chance? You don't want to take a risk, Danny? Ah, oh, fuck it. Sure, why not? All right, my grandpa's deck has no useless cards. <laughs> <laughs> my grandpa's deck has no useless cards. She rolled a one, ladies and gentlemen. Impossible. I think. Um, I think, honestly, like, what it is is just, like, reviewing the... Before saying anything, going over the conversation we just had mentally, like, panels of, like, just analyzing what I can tell her, like, her tics. Like, she's very... She's a very, like, sporadic person, but, like, even that has some... Like, all things have a point of origin, and all things have... All people have consistencies. I'm not the best of people, but I can... But, you know, my parent is, in fact, a uh, shrewd businesswoman. And I and in theory, I was being trained to be a shrewd businesswoman. Nodding. So I'm like trying to like, just kind of study her, like study how she's been reacting to me talking, and like trying to math out like, why are you hiding this from me? Effectively, what do you know that I should know? And she's kind of like looking at you, looking at her. <laughs> You know, kind of a little nervous. The first time that you've seen her actually be nervous in any meaningful capacity is that she, since she, she's been talking to you. And we're done, she says. As she holds up after fucking maybe a minute. Um, the a fully like the fucking put back together, reassembled uh, glory driver, clasp and all. Thanks. What do I owe you? Oh, nothing. If it's interesting enough, I, you, I, I, if it's interesting enough, I don't charge people. And Ray steps for, starts stepping forward to grab her helmet, um, since it's also like in what she recognizes as Piston's like done section of the desk, and she's just like, "So I'll just uh, take this." And Piston uh, responds with, "I've I fixed your helmet before. That'll be fifty dollars." Like Ray, Ray goes <laughs> and fucking starts digging into her pockets, like of the belt to find her wallet again. And I think she just sort of, she, I, I, her army's like, well, I could offer them looks and wallet, $45 left to name. <laughs> and bears in mind, at least $50. Well, does say, well, thanks, Piston, um, gestures at the, I think it was photon carburetor I called it. Yes, correct. Uh, you can tell Evelyn 
uh, tell Evelyn that uh, to be careful when working with the with the gyro with the gyro modulator. Unless you want to import something from off off world, uh, go for something that can work with the mechanisms. Something that can assist its perpetual perpetuator, not not work against it. I'll let her know. Thank you for coming. Come, please feel free to come back to the workshop whenever you whenever you'd like. Both of you, she says, taking raise money. I'll try not. I'll try not to be too much trouble. Nah, it's no problem. And if you see someone else in the world who needs something fixed, be sure to send them here to workshop to the workshop so that we so that they can meet me, their new personal mechanic, Piston. Hmm. I'll keep that in mind. You got business cards? No. Got an index card I can write your name on? Index card? No. Uh, but I do. She reaches into her desk. She produces... Um, <laughs> fucking... She produces a Rebirth the Monster Yaguo card. Writes on that instead. Ah, uh, you play? No, I don't. I know a, c- a couple people who do. And they sometimes uh. leave their stuff here. Ah. Uh. Ray, suddenly. You play? Says, ah, uh, used to. Don't have my deck anymore. Hmm. Looks off into the middle distance. There's a card shop. Next time that I next time that I, I see you around, we should head there. Tell you what, I come by some more money. I'll play in a sealed format. Ah, oh, that'd be great. Like every card shop, I'm sure they just have random card lots people buy, and I'm sure I could get one for like ten bucks. Well, uh, Ray kind of like I imagine walks through a little bit because I imagine you're getting out of here. Uh, yeah. She's just like, well, I I know a couple people um, from school that uh that play, uh, so I mean. If you, if you want to get into some duels with a couple of people, uh, you know, besides me, uh, I'm sure they'd be happy to get another person on the ranks. People still play Nature Beasts? Not as much, but, uh, you know, they, they're they're not unviable. Uh, back when I played Nature Guardian, that was the meta. Ooh, she shakes her head. Nature Guardian's been sadly uh, power crept over the last couple of years. There's new. There's a new boss for them though, that, that they put out. Shit. Oh, I'll look into it once I have a little more time. I yeah, guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you need help getting anywhere else in the city? Cause I'm I'm uh, I'm down to help. Uh, before uh, I gotta get home, she says, checking the time. Ah, uh, I believe I'm supposed to meet some people at the. Uh, just I could. Ju- I don't want to keep you from keep you past curfew. Um, I just need some directions towards uh. Uh the commemorative boardwalk just tell me which part of town that's in i can figure it out from there i oh yeah that's that's back into the mate that's back sort of into the into the skyscraper land uh if you get in there um legitimately and i mean this um if you kind of drive back the way that we came but then once you're like sort of back in the city proper kind of just um head east until you hit the the river, you know, and then just drive along the river, and I I promise you, you will not be able to miss it. Okay, yeah, that'll that's fine. Yeah, I don't want to keep gestures. I don't want to keep you if you're if you need to maintain a secret identity. I I thankfully don't have any curfew, so in fact, so I'll just be I'll just be around Topville. Looking forward to see seeing you again, uh, Ryder. Pat your shoulder gently, uh, or Emmy, I guess we're not outside, but. Uh... Right. It's nice meeting you. Nice meeting you too. And I'll stay out of I'll stay out of too much trouble. Oh, don't worry. Uh, we we like trouble around here. Just a little bit, you know, as a treat. Mm. And you know, I think she just kind of waits for 
ready to walk away before just kind of saying to herself, like, you wouldn't like the trouble I bring. You get back on your motorcycle. You head off. You drive along sort of the coastline of, this, of you know, the east side of last lights you know downtown for a bit and eventually you do spot the commemorative boardwalk it is directly um like in front of the hydronian embassy which is this massive like very fancily architectured building that seems to be made almost entirely of what i can only describe as like building water marvels at it for a little like you know be, it's sure to drive by it for it's a like really nice golden thing. against the the sun because the sun is setting at this point <laughs> Yeah, and I think she just kind of realizes, like, oh, shit, I spent a lot of time doing that. I hope I didn't keep him waiting. Uh, you know, finds place to park but doesn't, like, leave bike. Just takes a moment to go over notepad and, like, everything I've learned today. You you find them very quickly. Uh, Pulse is not far away, uh, uh, you know, from, like, the, the entrance to the boardwalk, just like she said she'd be. Really, the way even though the sun's getting low and it's starting to get a little dark, the re- the biggest reason that you're immediately able to spot them is not because of Pulse, but because of Spectrum, who is just fucking standing there. It like now that the sun now that the sun is getting low, it means that like the fact that her, that her magical girl outfit is basically just a massive light bright uniform is just becoming more and more apparent. You know, it's fucking shining up against her incredibly pale white skin. <laughs> Pulse's uh, large rabbit ears kind of like twitch and she turns uh, like spotting you uh, it's just like oh 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 over here over here over here come on and I head over and I give dragon the same instructions of scare him don't hurt him <sighs> pats like the fucking hand grip I, and walks over Pulse and Spectrum wander over to you there's several children here the commemorative boardwalk in the distance, you know, past the entrance that they're standing in front of, it's very fancy. It's basically like, a, you know, a boardwalk, like, th- carnival slash theme park kind of thing they got going here. There's a big Ferris wheel is the primary thing of note there. Um, but there's, you know, people are, spring break is still happening. People are out of school and etc. So there's a lot of people here. Uh, and several children who are just marveling at how bright uh, the spectrum is, really. And they approach over to you, and Pulse uh, is immediately, like... <laughs> oh, we're sorry if we kept you waiting. We ended up having to deal with something a little bit longer uh, than we ex- that we anticipated dealing with. She says, kind of fixing her hair a little bit. Uh, how was your, how was uh, how was your first couple of hours in last night? I hope they weren't. I hope they were kind. Well, I saw a pigeon steal a man's pizza. Oh no! I'm fine. Um, no, actually, I was in fact kind of worried. I kept you waiting. I was uh, getting a tour of the city. Well, local heroes helped. Helped, helped me find my way around, and actually I made a little bit of progress on something I was working on, so I'm happy about that. That's great. That's wonderful. So I'm happy to hear it. And don't worry about the pizza. It was like a pigeon. Oh, no. Spectrum just says, that's the nature of it. That's the nature of the beasts, isn't it? Stealing any way they can, one day at a time, finding their way forward in a world made by man, not built for them. That's the tragedy of everything. Nothing is built to last, but all we can do is grind and scrape our way forward to understand how we can get to the next day. Sigh. That's just it, isn't it? And Pulse immediately uh, speaks up and just says, So we, uh, we talked to, I talked to 123 and we were able to get you a hotel room for uh, the next two days. Can't oh. do more than that. Um, I, I only have so much sway. 
out there. But uh, I figured I'd let you know um, so we can get you over there, you know, right now, and you can settle in for at least a little bit while you, you know, catch your catch your ground here. Well, I well I appreciate any help I can get. A couple days is better than nothing. I'm happy that I can help you in any way that I can. Um, do you have anyone in the city um, that you that you can meet up with, uh, or that you're here to see, or anyone like that? Or shakes head. No, not. I'm looking for them actually, but that's what I'm here to look for. I'm I'm absolutely happy to help. Maybe we can help you find, uh, you know, something to help you get a little closer to them. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking for them. I the wielders of light, but they've been in retirement for quite a bit. My mentor told me to go find them. Pulse uh, visibly, like it kind of stops. She blinks when you say that that name. Uh, before she can like say anything else, the spectrum immediately like fucking grabs you, uh, and just says, "All right, grab your motorcycle. I have to carry you over to the hotel." Uh, okay. Uh, I just grab onto the handlebars or something so that we can make this fast. And I grab onto the handlebars. Spectrum just fucking wraps arms around like your back, and uh, her little fairy wings start uh, start a fluttering, and she starts just fucking going, <laughs> carrying you and relying on you to carry your own motorcycle. Oh, <laughs> Lord! <laughs> As you get uh, let out back towards the skyscrapers, so that you can, they can settle you into a hotel room, uh, wherever it is that you're going to be staying at. So we linger on the boardwalk for a moment longer. Um, this pulse just, you know, it, like waves off to you for a moment and, and is just like, if you can think of any way for me to help, just, you know, call the number I gave you. Um, and you head off and as you're, once you're fully out of your shot and in the sky dealing with your goddamn motorcycle, pulse kind of shakes her head. Oh, the wielders of light. Oh, my. Whew. They haven't been around in a long time. I guess I'll have to look into that for her. And she starts uh, bounding away on the sheer strength of the fact that she has fucking rabbit legs and also the fact that she can control emotions. Makes her feel bouncy. And we kind of linger on these panels of her as she jumps away for a moment. But then the camera stays behind her, focusing instead on the city skyline of Last Light City, of downtown Last Light City. It's sunset. Darkness is beginning to fill the sky. We can kind of start to see the tiniest bit of stars, probably the only stars that you'll be able to see in the city given the light pollution. And there's a little indicator, you know, like a little like zoomed-in indicator of you panicking, holding on to Dragon to indicate just how high above the city that you are. As we take one more moment to take in just a full look at Last Light City, where we finally made it. And that's our issue. Thank you for listening to Last Light City Comics. This episode was played using a slightly modified version of Masks A New Generation, published by Magpie Games. This episode is GM'd by Justin, a.k.a. Hyper, who can be found on Twitter at Radio Air Hyper. 
Harmony Winters, aka Ryder, is played by Danny Hart, who can be found on Twitter at Batty Danny. That's B A T T I D A N N I, and at her website, baddydanny.weebly.com. The voice of the Glory Driver is Sarah, who can be found making stuff with Flying Goose Studios at FGS underscore audio. The role of Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast is played by Jeff Stormer. You can find the Party of One podcast at partyofonepodcast.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And you can find Jeff Stormer on Twitter at partyofonepod, all one word. The Rider Unlimited theme was made by me. Music for this episode was provided by Piss Hydrants Forever. You can follow the show on Twitter at LastLightPod and feel free to leave a review and tell your friends. You can find the comic that Danny and I make together on Twitter also at PaperStarsComic, all one word. Special thanks go out to The Observer 138 and Jeff Stormer of the Party of One podcast. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may the Force fight for you and may the power preserve you.